on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. And then, like, they all go to bed, or they, they wake up in the morning, and they, they have these dreams, where, like, I was this, I was this. And he wakes up, and he's just like, oh, cool, I jumped, I didn't fuck anyone last night. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 340. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where tonight we conjure the devil and have an angel's threesome. <laughs> and how I baphomet your mother. In a angel's threesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the difference between an angel's three three way and a devil's three way? Ooh, ooh, ooh you're, you're putting my urban dictionary skills to uh, to test here. Okay, okay. Let's see. Let's see if I got it. Angel's three way. Got it. It's when the two dudes chug a gallon of Red Bull because it gives you wings, and they go as fast as they possibly can. And the first one to have a heart attack and dies loses. Mid coit. Mid coit. Yep. That's the way I want to go out. That's, <laughs> that's that's the one. That's the way I want to go out, baby. And uh, you know what? Since it's an Angels 3, maybe it's three dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Hell yeah. Because you're just, you're just hoping to be the first one to die, possibly, at that point. Because, <laughs> no. I, oh, I was going to say, because that sounds like heaven. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that, too. Whatever whatever floats your boat, Charlie. Yeah. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And um, we're off to we're off to a good start. Hey. Hey, man. Hi, I can touch you. Oh my gosh. I can touch you. Let's gingerly no. touch okay. our tips. Oh, that's Do nice. Do the weasel. Yeah, weasel. <laughs> oh, it's nice to be back. Yeah, dude. It's two nice, weeks off. It's nice to not have a delay between us oh, and have us talk over each other for editing. I don't know how. During COVID times, we got really, really good at that. And granted, the delay wasn't that bad either, so that made it easier. But we got really good at recording separately. It was not an issue. You'd send your shit over. I'd pump out an episode. It was easy. It was easy peasy. Easy peasy. For whatever reason, the last two weeks, especially last week, I had such a hard time editing our two things together to the point where I just kind of gave up and I hoped for the best. <laughs> and if you listen to our episode, there's a whole bunch of shit that should have been popped out probably. Yeah. There were, I just, there I were just a few stopped. parts. I, there were a few parts when I was listening back and I was like, oh, uh okay. Yeah. You probably well, should have probably should have taken that part out. But we're, we're and we're every just time like, it happened, my butthole would pucker because I'm like, I what do we say? Oh, oh fuck. no! Oh, oh God. fuck! I didn't listen to this until like three <laughs> days after I posted it. What has everybody else heard? <laughs> there was a part where where we stopped him and and I go, okay, I'll come back in. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. <laughs> I was like, okay, well now you hear what it sounds like for us to punch in. <laughs> yep, peek behind the curtain. But um, yeah, it was just it was just such a bitch. I couldn't get anything to line up, and I was still making my my note marks. Yeah, because I'll just I'll pop in a mark if I think something's going too long, or if I just got to cut some dead space out. Or sure, whatever. yeah. You know, I'll put a note in the um, in the old Reaper box, but my my timeline got off, so none of my marks were in the right places. Yeah. So I didn't know where anything was, and I'm like, I don't have fucking time to listen <laughs> to this whole thing, you know. And I'm just like, you know what? Go with God. <laughs> Did you listen back to we'll the see. whole thing? Eventually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I still have ten minutes left. So that last ten minutes, there was nothing horrible that we said. I don't think so. No. Okay. Good. No, I would have. I would have instantly ran to my computer and re-edited if there was. Okay. But, um, but yeah. So sorry about that. Uh, that's just a 
a little loose, a little fast and loose the last two weeks. Hey, uh, that's uh, that's the that's the risks of the job, man. Man, it's the risks <laughs> of the <laughs> that's the risk you take on when you do this job, man. Uh, yep. But um, we're back together. So hey, now, dude. Uh, so now we don't have to do that bullshit anymore. It's nice. I can look at your face in real life. It was nice, though, to be able to just get hammered at my own house and not have to drive afterwards. Yeah, that's dope. Because I can't really get hammered here. I get to so do that. So that was kind of nice. I get to do that every week. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. it was. It's funny, though. Kristen's like, she's like, oh, so because you're doing it from the house, you won't be home at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm like... I, I said, well, I might still be crawling in bed at three o'clock in the morning. She's like, it's like, why? You're home. You don't have to go anywhere. And then night one, we were done early. Yeah. Night two. Yeah. It was like three thirty. Oh yeah. I finally crawled into bed. Yeah. Yeah. And she just wakes up and she looks over and she goes, "Told you." Hey. hey, what did I say? What's that? Risks of the job. Risks of the job. <laughs> she knew what she was getting into. <laughs> she knew. Hey, man, what's going on? Not a whole lot, man. How's your week been? Good. Yeah. Good. Did I think. Anything? Did you do anything not fun? Uh, I mean, I did a, pl- I did a, I did plenty of stuff that wasn't fun. Like what? Like I don't know, cleaning up my house so yeah. I can have a, so I can have people over tomorrow. Um, I'm not invited. What the fuck? No, just family. Oh, just I'm not. Family just a, it's just a family thing. Okay. No. Sorry, bud. Sorry. Cool. Um, fun things. I went to a birthday party today. Oh yeah. Which is why I'm a, I I showed up to the show at my own house here. Already with a pretty warm buzz. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was cool. We went to uh, Dragon Mead. Dragon's Mead. Like Dragon. That. Dragon's. Dragon's Mead. No, this is Dra- what I call it. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Dragon's Mead. We went to Dragon Mead for uh, my neighbor's birthday, mm. and uh, one of the few places around here you can get hand pulls still. Yeah, yeah. Or, I got, or I, did they get rid of those? Yeah, I got one in the bathroom. Okay. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bazinga! Eh, one of the few places. Uh, <laughs> no, I I actually don't know. I was give me your mead. I was drinking regular beer, so I don't know. Okay. what do they have? They, they used to have meads, like hand pulled meads. Oh, they still have meads there. So, well, they said, but they used to have the hand pulled one, like, like the ones the actual, at uh, that yeah. Berkeley front when we were that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Whether they still had them or not, I don't know. It's been years since I've been there. Well, I would like to go back again. It was super chill. The decor is lovely, and it's just a nice place. We were throwing darts. We were chilling out. Nice uh, they they brought food from Azteca, which was delicious, and uh, we just had a good time. You know, there's dragging me right down the street from me now. Uh, on Jefferson. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you and been to way, that? Oh, one? it's way better. Yeah, it, I I like it better personally. What's better? I just like about the atmosphere. That's oh, all right on this this place. Well, it was dead tonight. It's dead every night there. Uh, which was that awesome. Flag, the flagship uh, store. It's always dead in there. I feel like they haven't had a crazy packed. Cause I know my my boss goes there all the time. <clears throat> Does he? And he and and he's always like it. They like going there for that exact reason. I liked it. It just doesn't get busy. I liked it. We were. It was a group of us that was I think ten of us, and then there was probably a total of maybe eight to ten other customers there. Okay. And it was it was cool. We were. Did you um? I don't know. It was did fun. you go with us years and years and years ago to the tasting they had, where you would buy tickets and they gave you like a little mug. And you could go around and you could literally taste everything straight out of the barrels. No, the last no, the last time I can remember going there is for Taco Tuesday one time. Oh, okay. Yep. Do you remember that? I do. We went with Chris Chris St. Pierre. Yep. Yep. That's, that's the last time I can remember going. Aaron says we went there for one other <coughs> one other thing. Douchebag. <laughs> that's not nice. Mm, uh Aaron says we went there for one other thing where 
Bridget's parents were throwing some kind of fucking thing? Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that I also all. may have blocked that out in my head. Yeah, might have repressed that Maybe. specific memory. But uh, yeah, I liked it, though. Beer was good. Friends were good. Darts was good. Darts was good. It was, it was fun, man. So what have you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. Been uh, just a week getting the house ready for... Uh, we got a party in a week and a half. Oh, and I'm, uh, not, bo- I'm not invited? Almost, well, yeah, you are. Yeah, you're coming. Oh, you're making cheesy potatoes, remember? Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that one. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that is a week from this weekend coming up, so we're getting our house ready. Uh, we're getting our Christmas tree this weekend, getting that put up. Oh. Going to cut it down. Hell yeah. But I'm thinking this year, we're going to go the cheap route. We might just cruise the neighborhood and try to find a tree we can just cut down out of somebody's front yard. Maybe a nice cherry tree or a nice uh, Japanese maple. I got, a Jap- I got a Japanese maple in my front yard, dude. Yeah, yeah can I have it? I mean, it's only three feet tall. That's fine. <laughs> I'll get a bunch of them. Put them yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> Just stack them on top of each other. It's feng shui, dude. That's the whole point. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, we're getting our Christmas tree this week, though. Get that up this weekend. Got to put my Christmas lights up this weekend. Got to finish up a bunch of shit. We oh, had, that's what I got to do. I got to get out we, on my roof and put my Christmas lights up. I just got to stay sober long enough to get up there. I just, which yeah. Which is, you know, it doesn't happen. I just got to get not drunk enough tonight to where tomorrow morning when I go on my roof, I don't fall off due to a hangover. That's all I got to worry about. But first, It'll I got to go up into my attic and clean my attic out because we had a roofer at our house last weekend putting more air vents in our roof because apparently we didn't have good enough circulation up there or some shit. Got to have the circulation. Guy didn't fucking tell us he was like literally doing woodworking up there. There's fucking wood dust all over all of our shit upstairs. That sucks. I'm like, I, I take our landlord up there. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, you took him up there? Well, he was there. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, what, like, why did he tell us that he was doing this? There's plastic up there. We could have covered everything. It was uncovered because I was getting all of our Christmas shit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, come on. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that sucks, dude. So I got to go up there with a vacuum and clean all that shit out. So it'll be, be another Saturday that's not really off. <laughs> it's all work again. All work and no play. I know. But uh, other than that, though, uh, I worked on a film. You did? That's fun. What kind of film? I did some uh, VFX stuff for uh, Vito's new film. Did you? I did yeah. What did you, What did you do? He's you been working. Uh... Uh, he's been working on it for a while or whatever. I did do, create some visuals for some of the VFX shots that he's putting in. Nothing. Nothing crazy. Paint, just like paint a picture for him. Oh what no! Did, what'd you do? It was. It was very straightforward. I had to. I had to create some online stuff, like some web pages that someone's browsing through and whatnot, and then some stuff on the phone. So nice. I did the graphics work on it, and then he's gonna place it in and do all the actual like moving you know the moving the moving picture part the, 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 um, the, the talkies but yeah what uh what's the name of the movie um, can i ask that is am i am i allowed to know that yeah i think so i think so it's called um love something oh shit <laughs> you don't even know the name of the I movie do. You're working i do on. i do it's, it's between two titles in my head and i can't think of which ones what the, are the uh, two titles and then let lost me... love that's it oh damn it i was gonna tell you to i'm gonna say true love and i'm like that's not true that's not right Lost Love is the name of it. Is this a romantic movie? It's sort of. It's, it's it's romance. It's COVID. It's really conspiracy. Oh, conspiracy! It's only starring one person because they wrote it and were going to shoot it during lockdown, but then didn't. So they filmed it way afterwards. Interesting. Yeah. Who's it starring? Mike's wife. Of course. Aaron. His, his wife. His wife. His wife. Aaron, which she's she's a good actress. She is. So yeah, she's that's not cool, bad. man. That's cool. But uh, yeah, he's, he's been finishing it for a while, but it's got to be in, in seven days because he's submitting it to Film Fest. So, oh, yeah. Very so that's, cool. that's pretty exciting, yeah. That's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, so I finished that and, up And how week. did he compensate you for this work? 
oh, I'm pretty sure I'm getting a hand job at Christmas. Nice, dude. Yeah. Uh. That's fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> a little bow on it, too, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that was pretty much what I did this week. That's all. Cool. Boring life, James. Cool. Not boring. Not I like boring. My, I like my life, but just, you know, not very uh, eventful this past week. Listen, uh, not a lot of people do things that are going to be in movies. That's so, true. So look at the positive, right? That's true. I'll give you like that. how many people did something this week, you know, except for like all of Hollywood <laughs> and all of Bollywood and all of, you know, everyone, everywhere. New York and Georgia and Vancouver and... <laughs> But how many how many people really did something this week that's going to be in a movie that's, that's going to be submitted to a festival? So that's, that's pretty that's, cool. It's pretty cool. You got to look on the bright side of life. On uh, on that note, let's end that on a high note. Yeah, let's end that on a high note, and now let's look at the the dull side of life. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some corrections from last week. Shit. Stupid! You're so stupid! Well, unfortunately, the only correction that we have from last week comes courtesy of fucking Josh. He had to call me out in that Janet Lee didn't die in the first 20 minutes of Psycho. She died like halfway through. Uh, Oh, fine. What's his fine. what's his source on that? Because I'm probably the movie. I'm pretty sure it's literally 20 minutes into the movie. I think that, no, it's. I mean, everything that I checked out it said halfway to. I looked it up. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately, we were a little bit wrong on that one. But um, I, I, my stance on that last week too, though, I'm going to stand a little bit corrected on it. Um, I don't mind when you when you kill a character off that's unexpected like that. You just, in my opinion, with Terrifier. There was no other. They had the sister that they were setting up. They hadn't. They hadn't really developed her at all. So it kind of felt fresh. Sure. When yeah. when the original sister died. So I I think of it more well, like uh, I think of it more like in how Kevin Smith did it in Red State. You had the the main characters that were alive for the three quarters of the movie, and then John Goodman's character is the one that ends the movie. But he started getting developed in like after the third the first third of the movie. So he was there for a while to be developed and everything else, and then take over when the kids died. Well, I think the that reason, works. I think the reason it worked with Psycho too is because you only saw Janet Lee leading up to her death. You really didn't know anything. Not only, but like you, you really only thought that you were gonna follow her for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and then, uh, and then it it completely cuts to new characters. It, for it the most starts part, yeah. the story yeah. over there's, again. There's, like a, there's with, some hangover, like with, but yeah. With Terrifier, you had the introduction of Victoria, and you really only got a couple of pieces of information about her. Exactly. So it's like... It felt like it was starting over. But with like... just I don't know. Put it this way. Psycho had a finesse that Terrifier didn't. Does that make sense? Which, yeah. which should yeah. make sense because it's fucking Psycho. <laughs> it's it's an, it's a near perfect movie. Yeah. Um. But anyway, though, yeah. So my, my stance on that chain is I stand corrected on it a little bit, but still think it was stupid. Uh. All right, James. Uh. That's all we got for corrections. All right. All well, right. Michael, what James, are we doing this week? James. Uh. We're back to doing two movies. Thank God. We Thank get long winded when we do one movie. We get long winded when we do two movies. Yeah, but at least we know we have two, so we we try to wrap up them a little bit faster. That's true. We get real long winded with one. Uh, but yeah, this week we um we went the uh the went back to visit my my old pal Baphomet. 
that uh, that I met this past uh, past year. Of course. Yeah, you know, we went back and visited him. Couple, well, just, couple just Satan a couple, movies. Just a couple months ago, really. Yeah, couple couple Satanic movies. You know, little comedies. I if one thing that I've that I've realized about the uh, the Satanist people, if you will, they're all just super nice people. <laughs> and even and even in these movies, even when they want to kill you, they're just super nice, bumbling idiot people. You know, they're not um, scary. I think that's the real takeaway from this. Oh yeah, like pe- pe- <laughs> people who can come back from the dead and then yeah. banish you to hell. That's yeah. not scary not at all. They're <laughs> sweethearts. Uh, to to go along with the movies, which are Onyx, the Fortuitous, and the Talisman of Souls, which is one title. Yes, <laughs> but uh, that was unrehearsed. I've noticed that we. I I've been listening to our show uh for a long time now. I'd hope so. And <laughs> I noticed that you and I finish each other's sentences quite often. Oh. Which is like We're like a couple. Kind of cute. Yeah. It's like super super sweet. It's gross. <laughs> so Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls and Satanic Panic. Panic. Oh. Get oh. It. Get it. oh, look at that. <laughs> so cute. Or if you're or if you're in Walmart, it's just called Panic. <laughs> they put a new slipcover over it so that Satanic was gone. Seriously? Because the fucking... It's Walmart. What do you expect? Like they're not allowed to say the name Satan? Uber Christ, baby. Wow. Come on, the Wall family. They're tight with Jesus. Is the is that true? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really they, know. They, they, they definitely edited it, though. There's definitely... Because they, they sell those a lot in uh, dollar stores, too. I've seen Satanic Panic in the do- Dollar Tree quite often. And it's got the slipcase on it. It says, just panic. Well, yeah. I'll be damned. And ironically, there's no satanic panic in the movie at all, at least in terms of the whole like 70s thing that happened. Was it the 70s? Was it 70s? I think it was 80s. 80s. Well, whenever it was, yeah. Um, It's not really about that. So to go along with uh, satanic panic and Onyx the Fortuitous, we have Devil Dog, Peanut Butter Cup, Oatmeal Stout. Yes, sir. From Roke, right here in Royal Oak, Michigan. We've done two other Devil Dogs. We did the original Devil Dog a long time ago. What did we, what did we do that for? Uh, we didn't do Cujo. No, it wasn't. It was another dog movie, though. Wasn't it Cujo? I think so. It wasn't Cujo, because I don't think we've done Cujo. No, yeah. I was think it Killer Animals, maybe? Maybe it was just like a general Killer Animals episode, because it was really early. Mm. We'll have to go back and check that, that out. But, yeah. But then I'm pretty sure that we did the French Toast Devil Dog I do believe as well. Yeah, so. if we haven't, we've we've absolutely drank the French toast one yes. several times, and it's delicious. This is the peanut butter cup oatmeal stout. It's an eight point three percenter with forty five IBUs. All the big bold characteristics of our Devil Dog oatmeal stout with the unmistakable taste of peanut butter cups. We donate a portion of all Devil Dog sales to local VA hospital in Detroit, which is fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, I added that last part on by myself. Why is there a Virginia hospital in Detroit, though? Yeah, I know. Why that's, are they? Where It doesn't make any sense. A Virginia hospital mm. right here? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to chug all of that to pour my... Chug it. Should I do it? Chug it. Son of a bitch. Just do it. All right, well, go this ahead. Is, and, this is peer pressure. Go ahead and vamp for a second, then. Go. 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 Well, Go. You, you need to talk about something interesting while I'm oh, doing Oh, I don't have thing. anything interesting to talk about. Let's see, can we make James laugh? Chug, 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 chug. Yeah, there it is. He says, can we make James laugh? 
and then proceeds to just say the thing that all people say when somebody's chugging yeah, a beer. Yeah, I got nothing. Sorry. You let me down. Well, you already spilled your beer once tonight. I didn't want you to have to spill more. <clears throat> I did. I spilled my beer all over the carpet. And yeah. It really sucks. Um, yeah. Did you already pour yours? I did. And it smells like, uh, smells like peanut butter cup. Very excited to try it. So, uh, tonight at uh, Dragon Mead, I had the Eric's... No. Uh... What was it called? Eric Spit? Yeah, gross. <laughs> Eric Spit, which was a porter. And then I had a couple of uh, honey blood orange Ooh. wheat beers. Everything blood orange is good. So that's it's that's, hard to fuck up a blood that's orange. That's what beer. I thought. Like when I saw it, I was like, that's that's what I'm going were for. Were they not good? Oh, they were delicious. Oh, okay. Okay. The way you said oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. They're just like so when I see I something that has blood orange in it, I'm going to drink it because yep. it's got a little bit of orange, a little touch of raspberry blood a little bit of honey it's all good this actually this does smell like peanut butter it does cheers cheers buddy well i'll be damned tastes like a peanut butter cup does it though mine does yeah maybe your can is Mm. no good (laughs) my one can that was right next to yours no good you're not getting heavy peanut butter from that I am. Like, it's there, but I'm always thrown by porters because I expect them to be heavier. Like, I, I expect them to be stouts, like stout heavy. This isn't a porter. It's a stout. Oh, it is a stout. It's an oatmeal stout. Oh, I think it was a porter. No. Oh. I said that I had a porter ah, at... Ah, there it is. That's Dragon Mead. Okay. So, um, okay, okay, fine. Then I was expecting it to be a lot heavier. I just was. Because this is not heavy at all. It's, uh... This is, like, Guinness heavy. Nah... It's heavier than that. Think so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's delicious. It I'm is not, good. I'm not, I'm not getting as much peanut butter as you, though. Really? I'm tasting a I'm lot really of not. peanut it's, butter. It's whatever I'm tasting. It's really good. It's just not. I'm not reading it. Peanut butter. Peanut butter is also my favorite food in the world. So I'm, I'm, also, I'm very sensitive to it. I have a I have a refined peanut butter palate. <laughs> I'm also very giffy. Um, yeah. I'm a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I. Whenever I think of peanut butter cup, though, I only ever want to taste Reese's. And so when I don't taste Reese's, it's... I said I said that two different ways. Weird. Um, when I don't taste Reese's, like, I'm not picking up peanut butter. Reese's. Reese's, Reese's, whatever. No, not whatever. It's Reese's. That's Reese's. No, it's not. It's, Wait, it's Reese's. That's why That's why the name for the pieces sounds right. Reese's Pieces. It's not Reese's Pieces. Yes, it is. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not Reese's Pieces. That doesn't make any sense. It is. <laughs> what are you talking about? It doesn't about? make any sense The at word all. is not Pieces. It's not it's, Reese's Pieces. It's, Reese's, it's pieces. Reese's Pieces. It's Reese's Pieces. That's what I've always called it. Yeah, Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> prick. It's... It's it's Reese's. I I I watched a I watched a guy flip out ab- about this on uh, Instagram recently. So Reese's pieces that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't even rhyme. Why would it be pieces? That's how you say the word. <laughs> are you are you are you fucking with me right how now? How you say the word, James? Are you fu- are you messing with me? Are you messing with me? I can't. I, I... Peace, right? Is the base word. <clears throat> yeah. Pluralize it. Ease. PCs. I don't. I don't see the complication here. 
So if you had <laughs> if you had several if you had several um chunks of apple, yeah, you would say you would say I have several pieces of apple. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go to hell. Do you have an apple piece? All no, right. I have apple pieces. All right, you're trolling me. <laughs> Go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> this is delicious. But seriously, it's it's never Reese's. You should never say Reese's peanut butter cup. That's ridiculous. Always okay, fuck off. There's two E's next to each other. It's a long E sound. Reese's. There's. Oh God. I don't, you're, I don't... you're melting my brain with stupidity. <laughs> oh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Mike has no idea what he's talking about. Let's get into trailer trash. Trailer trashed. <laughs> trailer trashed. All right, James. Uh, was that really that, that was right it? there? That was right nice, there. We dude. did not cut just now. I mean, in the edit, there will be a cut, but we did not cut just now. Oh, be damn. I know. We're, we're that good. Nobody knows what we're talking about. They no. don't know that you already have those things lined up in the track. <laughs> it's the little things for us being in person that we can just kind of count on. Yep. All right. Uh, a couple of trailers this week, James. Uh, pretty good ones, too, actually. Nice. I have three. I don't know if we're going to do all three. Maybe we will. Nah, we'll just do two. Okay. All right. Um. First one is a movie uh, that is going to be available to watch today. It just came out on... It's another Screenbox movie. And uh, we got Screenbox to watch Onyx. Did you browse through it? That I... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. A lot yeah. of stuff on it, yeah. Yeah, you actually didn't give me the login information so for, so, so, <laughs> for Screenbox, so I well, rented it. No, I I just signed up through it as a channel through my Amazon. Oh, yeah. Account. No, no, no. Never mind. I did trial. a free trial. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I did I'll probably just end up paying for it. Yeah. Um. So, hey, Screenbox, it's $4.99 a month. Just get it. Just fucking get it. We're switching gears now. Fuck you, Shudder. No, uh, well, <laughs> no. I mean, get Shudder, too. I feel like Shudder's become a bit pretentious. Why? I just, it just They just have a little bit. <laughs> Like, like, oh, we don't want that movie because it's not artistic enough. If it's not on Criterion Collection, we don't want it. Like, Art- that's that's how I feel Shudder's getting a little bit. I don't feel like that at all. Just, well, you know, it's just, that's just that's my, my personal that's opinion. That's fair. That's fair. You know, still sponsor us, Shudder. All right. So what do we got? What do we got from <laughs> Screen right, Monster? Uh, so the first movie is uh, a movie called Adam Kaplan or okay. Chaplin. I think it's Kaplan, though. How's it's, it spelled? It's a C-H, though. So it could be Chaplin. Then it would be Chaplin. It could be Kaplan too. How's it spelled? C H A P L A N. L I N. Chaplin. Cha- it could be Kaplan. No. Could be. In I mean, it wh- could in, be. In what world? Mine. Okay. <laughs> Adam Chaplin, though, uh, it's being billed as one of the goriest films ever made. That's fun. Hmm. I like that. I yeah. like gore. I like films. I like things that were made. So. <laughs> What's the what's to not like? Um, I don't know anything about this, like literally nothing about it. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's the crow meets fist of the North Star by way of Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, here we go. This is the trailer to Adam Chaplin. Dude, 
I it, it go. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> right through the butt. Vlad um, the Impaler, Adam the Impaler. Okay, um, so this looks like a video game mixed with. Do you remember we did it for the show a long time ago? The Cradle of Filth movie. Yeah. Cradle of Fear. Cradle of Fear. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Super low budge, but effects up the wazoo. Like every single scene had some kind of gore effect in it, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah. It looks, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, <laughs> you, you my, went through a whole thing. <laughs> I went through a whole, uh, I went through a whole series of emotions while watching this. Because Mike's Mike's singing the praises of Screambox, and then I go, "Oh, you might have fucking you might have spoken too early here, bud." Because this looks like shit. And then I started to see the fight scenes, and the it looks like a video game. The effects, and like the the super punches and stuff, and splitting guys' faces in two with a, a meat fist. a meat cleaver, and that at yep. one point, like yeah, like, uh, like a guy got thrown against the wall and his whole body exploded. That yeah. was fun. So I'm torn here, <laughs> much like that guy who got who got thrown against the wall. I'm torn. I don't know if that looks like the shittiest movie ever, or if it looks like one of the probably a little bit of both most awesome movies ever. A little bit of both. Either way, I'm gonna watch it. It yep. it, it it just here's the thing. Once the once the practical effects started kicking in, I I jumped back on board. I jumped off board. <laughs> Immediately when I saw the uh, when I saw just the intro to it, I was like, "Wow, that looks like shit." It really did. And then really, I started really seeing did. the practical effects, and I was like, "Hold on a second, <laughs> there might be something here." Hold on a second, I think I might be into this. And by the end, I was fully, just just fully in for it. So yeah, yeah, I will watch that. Anyway, that was uh, Adam Chaplin or Kaplan, if you're me. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, we should watch that. Kahaplin. We're gonna go with Kahaplin. Kahaplin. Like yeah. That. All right. Uh, the next trailer is a biggie. It's a biggie. I actually didn't know this was even dropping, and it dropped, and I couldn't be more excited about it. I've also not watched this. Everything um, you just said is what I said earlier when I got home after eating Azteca. <laughs> I didn't even know this would be dropping. And it and it dropped, and I couldn't be more excited about it. That's fair. Yeah, totally fair. Um, something that's the same but different. Uh, we got a trailer for Furiosa, oh, the new Mad Max movie. Nice, dude. Uh, starring Anya Taylor, Anna Taylor Joy. Joy. Nice. Yep. So here we go. This is a prequel to Fury Road. Um, so pretty excited about it. This is Fury Rosa. Whatever you have to do. However long it takes. Promise me you'll find your way home. Furiosa. The question is... Do you have it in you to make it epic? That's that looks wild, man. It really does. It looks like there's a lot more CG in this one than the original Fury Road had. Yeah, some which of is the, a little bit of a bummer, but I get of, it. Some of the CG was questionable. 
It's and also I know, probably not finished. I know. I, I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I know it's just a trailer, so I'm I'm going to hold my, you know, like my my real opinion until I see the movie, but uh it 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 it, it looked wild like the uh the oversaturation of all the colors and stuff. I'm okay with that. That looks sweet. No, that looks it looks good. It's just such a juxtaposition to Well, the original to the, Fury Road had a lot of that too. Not not to that extent, but it had a lot of it. Fury Road had a lot more of that like sepia tone overlaid over the whole thing, you know what I mean? Like this like there was there was scenes in this that were so vibrant it looked like it could have been from Avatar. Yeah, no, I, like I know. The, I see like what you're the saying. scenes of people running through the forest and stuff like that. I see what you're saying. It still looks fucking great. Yeah, it looks it looks awesome. Uh, Chris Hemsworth legit looks like Thor. Like I don't know if that was intentional or not, but like he has a red <laughs> cape and everything. Like he looks like Thor. Um, Anna Taylor Joy looks amazing. Uh, it, this this whole movie looks good. Like I said, I'm a little bit bummed that's mostly CG. I wonder if a lot of that had to do with the fact that the pandemic probably disrupted a lot of their shooting time. And rather than spend more years trying to film it the right way, they just they they just I don't want to say cut their losses, but they just decided to go a different route to get the movie out and finish it. You know? Yeah, because this it's this, very possible. This idea of having a Furiosa uh, movie, a prequel, has been it's they've been kicking this around for oh god a long, long time, time, right? Yeah. Like yeah, pretty soon after Fury Road, we first started hearing about it after that. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, great casting with Anya Taylor Joy though. I thought she's great. Yeah, she looks um, those fucking eyes. <laughs> she's big old eyes. Um, <laughs> like her, like her, it she legitimately looks like she could be a young, which is weird. I would never look at Anya Taylor Joy and think, oh, that's a young Charlize Theron. But like, I don't know. She looks like she could actually be Furiosa. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, that's dope, great. Man. It's great casting. Looks really good. And you got a young, uh, what's his name, the main bad guy from Fury Road. Why does his name escape me? Uh, what was his name? S- smoke fucker. No, I want to um, say. Well, I want to say Toe Cutter, but it toe was cutter, yeah. no. It was the guy who played Toe Cutter. Yes. Came back and played. Yes, 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 yes. That yes, yes. same. Uh, what was his? Came back and played. What was his character's name though? Fury Road. I'm having Hold a on. complete blank. I'm looking it up real quick. Because it's gonna drive me nuts if I can't uh, if I can't think of it. Finger splitter. That was it. Uh, Immor- Immorton Joe. Immorton Joe. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. You got a young Immorton Joe in this movie. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Because that that guy actually did die, I think, in real life. Uh, the, the, the guy that played Cutter. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Hugh Hugh Keysburn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look up how old George Miller is, because he's he's fucking old. To be making like these big epic movies still, it's is impressive as all hell. I mean, you're never too you're never too well, old to make an epic. It's hard to make a movie though. So he was born in forty five, so that would make him math uh, eighty. Yeah, he's almost eighty. Well, it's okay. He's actually younger than I thought he was. Yeah, but I mean, I, I remember seeing. Then again, though, I remember being on set. <laughs> being on set with Clint Eastwood, but like he was ninety at that point. Clint Eastwood was yeah. He was no eighty. It was his high eighties for what Grand for Torino? Grand Torino, yeah. And like you'd see him behind the scenes, frail as fuck. Put him in front of a camera or in the director's chair, comes alive. Yeah. So I guess I get it. Like when you do when you're doing something that you love, you're 
your youth comes out. Your youth. Your youth. Youth yeah. comes out. Uh, so yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, eight, he's not as old as I thought. I thought he was like like in his later eighties, mid to later eighties, but. Um, yeah, that looks amazing, and I cannot wait to see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, those uh, those are your trailers, James. All trailers, right, James. Uh, those were our trailers, James. So, uh, why the fuck? Oh. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. I'm blanking. Not cutting that out. <laughs> those are our trailers. We are getting sufficiently trashed. Trying to. Trying to. I'm already pretty close. Uh, let's get into the bleed feed. All right, James. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Stephen Scary King? Movie. Well, oh. kind of Stephen King adaptation. My favorite Stephen King adaptation? Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a big question. I wish you would have asked me that. See on the spot. You're not good with ago. on the spot things. Though. I'm not good with on the spot things because now I want to like run through everything. It's like when your wife is like, James, quick on the spot, quickie. You just like melt. I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just can't perform. Yeah, I need at least <laughs> six hours notice. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. Uh, I don't know, dude. I really don't know. Really? Yeah. Would would misery be in? There? I love Stand by Me. I love Misery. Okay, well, guess what? I Somebody love... from Misery died. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What does that have to do with my? Fa- okay, I was trying to segue it. Um, friend, not funny, but Francis uh, Sturgeon has passed away at the age of ninety-three years old. Not a bad run. Um, are you familiar with her? Which is the cur- which is the current age of Clint Eastwood? <laughs> no, Clint Eastwood's like ninety-eight. Clint Eastwood is ninety-three. Oh, is he really? Not- is that- he's only ninety-three? Which means he would have been seventy-eight when you worked with him, Bob. So. Or Bob. Bill Shatner is way older than Clint Eastwood and it looks at least 20 years younger. That is wild. That is absolutely wild to me. Uh, Bill Shatner's 92, so he's a year younger than Clint Eastwood. I thought it was older than you that. Got, I, I you got, you've got all your shit. <laughs> you've got all of your shit. They're still all old wrong. as dirt, though, and still doing... In fairness, though, Bill Shatner still looks 20 years younger than he actually is. Yeah. So... I don't know what deal it's he made. It's because of the all devil, that time. But... It's all that time that he spent in space. Oh, is that what it is? Well, yeah, you age slower in that space. That makes sense. That makes sense. If, yeah. Okay. How many how many sci-fi movies have you watched, Mike? <laughs> you know that people age slower in space. Not enough. Come on, dude. I just know that in space nobody can hear you scream. That's all. That's all I know. That is true. All right. Uh so Frances Sturham has passed away at the age of 93. Uh she's best known for obviously she was in Misery, uh The Mist as, in terms of uh, Stephen King stuff, but she was also on Cheers and like Sex and the City, uh other stuff like that. Her uh her horror pedigree though. Um she was in Communion, Tales from the Crypt episodes, Raising Cain, which I've never seen Raising Cain. I've always heard about it, never seen it. No, I haven't either. How do you spell her last name? Uh S T E R N H A G E N. Stern it could be Sternhagen or Sternhagen. Or Sternhagen. I I don't know if the H is silent it's or not. Sternhagen. Okay. Well, whatever. Oh, this lady. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, rest in peace. Uh she died at 93. 93. That's that, there's no reason. It's a solid run. You you did you did your time. Yep. Go have fun yep. in the uh the everlasting playground of whatever comes next. Yep. Super solid. That's it. All right. Uh so yeah, rest in peace Francis Sternhagen. All right. Uh getting to some news here. 
somebody who is no no stranger to killing people. That's a segue. Weird. <laughs> yep. Uh, Fede Alvarez knows how to kill some people. Uh, in the original Evil Dead remake, uh, he's doing a new Alien movie. He is helming the new Alien movie. And uh, we got word this week that uh, the, his new Alien movie takes place between the original Alien and James Cameron's Aliens. Hmm. So it's going to be set in between, stuck in between those two movies, which this is a trend I can get behind. Like, prequels were super hot and heavy for a long time. Then there was legacy sequels. Now they're doing this thing where they're sticking movies in between the franchise that's like already set in stone. Yeah. And I like that because it doesn't get rid of anything before or after it. Yeah. It's smart. Um, and also, they're doing something that I think is fucking genius. Um, the, the movie that's going to be supposedly out August 16th of next year, uh, there's no like subtitle for it yet or anything like that, but they brought back the entire effects team that designed and created the aliens in James Cameron's aliens. Really? So the same exact team that created the physical aliens are making them for this one. So they're going to look amazing. It's not going to be CG. It's physical things. I like that. And I am so here for that. Yeah, hell yeah. That's to, to me, that's the only way that you can make a convincing alien move that feels like it fits in the original you know, continuity. Yeah. It's the only way. If if you're gonna try to cheap it out and do either CG or a different look to them or whatever, it's not gonna work. Yeah. So I am all about this. Um, Ridley Scott is on board. He's a producer of the film, so that is a, a huge help as well. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just into it. It's awesome. Um, Spaney, Kelly Spaney, who is uh, starring in the movie, she says that. Um, they brought the same team from Aliens, the John, uh, James Cameron film. The same people who built those exact xenomorphs came on to build ours. So I like that. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on here. Uh, we were talking about Stephen King earlier. There's a new Stephen King adaptation in the works, and it's for a book that, quite frankly, I never saw them making a movie out of. I'm very excited about this. Because you just read The Long Walk recently, didn't you? Uh, it, was, it was over a year ago, but That's yeah. relatively recent. Yeah. In terms of the age of this podcast, that is recent. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. You are correct. Uh, did you like the book? I loved it. I've not read it. Yeah. I knew I know about it, but I've never read the book. Um, yeah, I loved it. Um, it was different, obviously, from a lot of other things that uh that the Bachman wrote or that King wrote. Um I feel like the Bachman books were more of the stuff that didn't fit within the horror part of King's writing. That's kind of why he did Bachman. Uh, you know, it was more socio stuff. It was more like non horror, more thriller stuff. Well, ba- like Stephen King, Stephen King describes the Bachman books as being more dark, more cynical. Not necessarily more horror, horror but not more, more cynical. Yeah, not not necessarily more horror driven, but like yeah, more cynical. Sure, sure. like a, a like real a, horrors, like if a, you will. yeah, like well, yeah, like he was he's he's basically saying like this was my outlet for a, a young man who had a dark outlook on the world, and well, uh, rage. The first <laughs> rage, yeah. I think, was the first Bachman book. Like it's literally about a kid going to school and shooting it up, which right. is why it's not in print anymore. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is, you know, pretty dark. It's understandable these days, but, uh, um, yeah, as far and I, I feel like that's, I feel like that's because the long walk was also a Richard Bachman book. I feel like it's, I feel like it's got that same kind of feel to it. 
mm-hmm. a very just sort of bleak outlook on 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 the world which i'm and reading i think it's going to i think it's going to translate into a pretty awesome movie i'm reading right now the list of filmmakers that has been that have been attached to this in the past cuz right now francis lawrence um let slip that he is helming it uh francis lawrence is the guy that is behind the new hunger games ballad of songbirds and snakes that's coming out okay. uh which we just started watching hunger games again i've yep. never seen all the movies we started from the beginning and we're making our way through so good already. I need to as well. Love I, it. I read all the books, um, and I only saw the first movie, so I need to, I need to get going on. That's that. where we are. So we're picking up on movie two the next time we sit Did down. Did you read watch the one. books? No, I not. love the books. I've I not, thought they were really. I, good. I know that. I know that they're like young, young adult books, but I still really, really enjoyed them. Well, in the long walk, uh, the country holds an annual walking contest in which a hundred teens much must journey nonstop under strict rules until only one of them is still standing alive, uh, to receive a prize. Uh, the story told of a 16 year old walker named Raymond Gertry or Garrity, Garrity, uh, and then, and the teens, some good, some bad, some mysterious in his orbit. Um, so, Originally, though, the guys that have been attached to this in the past mm-hmm. consist of George Romero, mm-hmm. which, when I talk about bleak, he does bleak real well. Sure. Frank Darabont, who has helmed two of, Darab- in my opinion... Darab- Darabont. Darabont, yeah. That's what I say. You said Darabont. Ah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Frank. Uh, Frank Darabont, though. Uh, <laughs> Frank Darabont's responsible for <laughs> one of the most bleak endings in a movie. Yeah. Ever. Well, which one are you talking about? Because he's got two of them. I'm talking about the... Uh, the Shawshank? Mi- the Mist. Oh, well, he did Shawshank and The Green Mile, too. Well, the... And those two are bleak as fuck. <laughs> no, the ending of the ending of uh, Shawshank Redemption is very hopeful. Well, it's hopeful, but like, there's a lot of bleakness in that movie. Like, oh, Red's of course. death and stuff like that. Like, like for, my, my point is that no, Darabont Red, Red does... Doesn't, Red doesn't die. No, not Red. Um... The old man, I can't yeah, remember his, his name. name. That's that's the guy, yeah, yeah who hangs I can't himself. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Oh god. Um, but he does bleak very well, though. Yeah, that movie is bleak. Yeah, fucking the Green Mile is bleak and sad, and everything else. Like Darabont knows how to do King exceptionally well. So I would have loved to have seen this movie helmed by him. And then also apparently, in more recent times, Andre Overdahl was attached to it for a while. I could, uh, which I don't know about that one. I'm, I'm, I think I'm maybe a little happy they passed on that one, but yeah, it seems like it's in good hands now. Hunger Games is also kind of a bleak story to tell. Yeah, it's so, definitely got that like dystopian. Yep. Uh, yeah, like that. Pe- desperate people doing doing things to get by in desperate times. We'll see though if the sticks because the same guy is attached to a lot of other stuff right now as well. He's also attached to Constantine Two with Keanu Reeves. Interesting. He's also attached to the Bioshock video game adaptation. Oh, okay. So there, there. Who knows? This is obviously very early in, uh, you know, in the life cycle. But R- regardless, I'm excited to see this on film. I think sure, that sure. I I love the book. Have you Have you read it yet? Not, you haven't read it nope. yet. It was really good. I love the book. Um. Yeah, I'm super stoked about this news. All right, uh, something else to be super stoked about. Um, we've been talking about how there's going to be a sequel to The Black Phone, and uh, we didn't know how they were going to continue it. Yeah. Apparently, every person from the main cast is coming back. Really? So no idea how they're going to spin this, but uh, Ethan Hawke is back. Um, um, uh, what's his name? Mason Thames, uh, Madeline McGraw, Jeremy Davies, all the people from 
Black Phone are coming back. Interesting. So I don't know how they're going to spin the story, but they're doing it. Um, Robert C. Uh, or, or C. Robert Cargill and Scott Derrickson are both writing the script again. No word yet whether or not Derrickson is going to direct or not, but all of the originals are back, and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. I uh, really I really like the uh, the Black Phone. Thought it was a good movie. Uh Thanksgiving is a is a holiday. It is just passed. Yep. It's also a movie. It is that just came out. Yep. Already, they've greenlit Thanksgiving two. Really? Yep. <laughs> nice. Eli Roth took to the interwebs uh, a couple days ago to announce it. They're taking a year off to write the script, and then the new uh, the new version of Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving two will be out the following year. So I like how for. I like how we waited what fourteen years yep. f- between the the trailer, the fake trailer, <laughs> and the actual movie that everybody wanted forever. And then, I mean, in fairness, and, though, and then best once, marketing ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then once the actual movie comes out, you only have to wait a year and a half for another one. But I me, mean, the 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 slasher though, it's a slasher movie. Let's be honest. Like, it, or, I mean, we all knew that, but like, the name John Carver is the best name for a Thanksgiving slasher. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> It's so stupid, but it's genius. It's no, it, it's no shock to me that it that it caught wind and is taking off now. You know, I haven't been keeping up on the. Uh, so it must have. It must well, it crossed have, the it thirty million dollar mark. Well. It didn't cost thirty million to make, and it's made thirty million. So gross, gross um, worldwide. Thirty, yeah, thirty million. Do you know what the actual budget was? That I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. But and it's coming back to theaters uh, for the holiday season. Cool. So it's gonna make even more money. Yeah. So, all right. Last bit of news. Uh, I saved this for the end because uh, it's the most important news. And yes, it has to do with Jason goes to hell. <laughs> okay. As all the most important news does. All right. Adam Marcus is in the news again because he just did a sit down interview. Excuse me. Did he confirm that oh, it's God. deadites? Oh, he always does. He's, okay. he's so proud of that. Um, Adam Marcus sat down, though, for a new interview, and he's talking about how his uh, the documentary, Hearts of Darkness, the making of, uh, the, making of the Final Friday, uh, got shut down due to COVID, but it, has, it was a blessing in disguise because that gave them more time to line up even more interviews. So that's almost done. It's almost going to be released. Um, and then he also let loose on, and we've heard of this in the past, but they're still actively pursuing a Creighton Duke spinoff movie <laughs> and sign me up yesterday <laughs> i am here for it and i love the fact that they can't use the name creighton duke because it's owned by um i don't know who is it who uh who made the friday movies cunningham what's cunningham's company um uh dunes platinum nope, dunes nope nope no? nope nope that's um uh that's new- michael bay new line new line new yeah. line owns the character so they're making a movie with the same actor that the was same in, actor from Jason goes to hell. He yep. died. Well, he got his back broken, and apparently he's gonna have a whole like synthetic back brace that has a bunch of gadgets <laughs> on it with his trademark duster. And dude, I'm all. He's about gonna it. be. I'm all about. He's it. gonna be Doc Ock, <laughs> basically. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, it says here. Where is it at here? Um, um, fuck. Oh shit! God damn it! Where is it? 
It was so good. Okay, Marcus teases that Williams' character, Stephen Williams, who played sure, Duke, yeah. uh, Williams' character, who was presumed dead after getting his back broken at the hands of Jason Voorhees, will, quote-unquote, sport a full mechanized back brace that might have all kinds of tricks up its sleeve. We're exploring something like something that would be comfortable as if it came out in the mid-'70s. It's kind of like, what would Quentin Tarantino do with Creighton Duke? It's a lot of badassery. <laughs> Sign me the fuck up. Creighton Duke is one of the most ridiculous characters in all of horror history. AKA the best, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, James. He's the best. Because that movie is the best movie in the franchise. Oh my God. Okay. Next to the first Kane Hodder movie. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch that, obviously. Yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah, and about that. I'm also very stoked about the documentary as well. Apparently there's a lot of shit in it that no yeah. one's ever heard before. So yeah. very excited for that. I gotta get I gotta get caught up on some uh some horror docs. Like the uh the 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 uh um nightmare ones, the nightmare on Elm Street ones. Oh god, yeah. I well, there's only there's on... one main one that's like four and a half hours. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, Never Sleep Again. Yep. Yeah. And it's nice because it goes movie to movie, so you can just watch one movie at a time. Right. And you're good. Right. And then there was wasn't there wasn't there a pretty extensive Friday the Thirteenth one yeah. already? Oh yeah. What was that one called? Crystal Lake. Memories. Oh, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I gotta get caught up. Great yeah. one too. Yep. I gotta watch these. Screambox has tons of them. Nice dude. Tons. Four ninety nine a month. That's it. Just get it. Just get it. <laughs> Fuck that shutter thing. Stop saying that. <laughs> Have both, dude. That's only ten dollars a month. Have both. Have both. Have both. All right. Uh, that's your news. All right. That's it. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we get back, it's time to panic. Cause things are At getting, the disco. Because things are getting satanic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Satanic panic. No, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you what. Uh, as a person who was uh, just recently in uh, Salem, Satan is alive and well in this country. Oh, you think so, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's more of a mascot for all things fun at this point. Satan's a bitch. But yeah, you know, maybe. He's still a fun guy. I say that because, uh, because um, Satan doesn't like to be mocked. Ah, uh, he's kind of like the... Uh, Detroit dwarf, and I'm gonna mock the Nain Rouge. I'm gonna mock his ass. Well, no, I. So here's the thing: I'll mock Satan. I won't. I won't mock Lenain Rouge. Mm. So you tell Satan he's got a little stupid monkey face. But I'm you more tell. Yeah, I'm more. <laughs> I'm more afraid of Lenain Rouge than I have. I am of Satan because Satan's a bitch. No, that's fair. That's fair. He's a nice guy though. Yeah, he's pretty nice. <laughs> name name a name a movie where you were like afraid of the actual Satanists in a movie. The actual Satanists. Yeah, they're all nice guys. Uh, they're all just misinformed people. That's the, all. They're they're trying to cut cut you cut people open and yeah, trying to but, have like demons. Uh, but they don't mean it. Impregnate you know virgins. <laughs> That's what do you I mean? mean if you were a virgin, wouldn't you want to get laid? 
Not by Baphomet. Not by Baphomet. How do you know? He's got. Th- could be amazing. He's got. He's got three faces. How many dicks does he have? Maybe twenty. Yeah, I don't want to be impregnated Sweet. by that. <laughs> Sorry. All right, the first movie we're talking about, Satanic Panic from 2019, um, directed by Chelsea Stardust. Who uh, Chelsea Stardust is? You wouldn't maybe know her by name yet, but I feel like you will. Um, she has been with Blumhouse since its inception, since right after. Uh, Blumhouse released Paranormal Activity. She was with them all the way through like their formative years. She sounds like a documentarian, does she not? She's not, no. <laughs> okay. No. She is the daughter of two fine art pe- uh, fine art artists. Is she? She is. Fine art or modern art? Fine. Really? Yeah. I just listened to a podcast with her. Interesting. So I know that. Okay. Um, but yeah, she got a job with Blumhouse. Uh, she's responsible for Ryan Turek getting the job that he currently has at Blumhouse because... Ryan Turek took her job over when she left. Okay. Ryan Turek was responsible for bringing the Halloween franchise to Blumhouse for the new Halloween stuff. So right. that seemed to work out pretty well. Um, she's done a ton of stuff. She's been around the block a gajillion times, and she's finally, um, as she puts it, comfortable enough to start directing. She wanted to learn more and, and get more under her belt before she took on her first you know, major projects. Sure. And uh, she's off and running. So, uh, yeah, Satanic Panic. Uh, a pizza delivery girl at the end of her financial rope uh, has to fight for her life and her tips when her last order of the night, and that was a weird pause, uh, when her last order of the night turns out to be a high society Satanist in need of a virgin sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this right now, this movie is absolutely amazing because of one person and one person only. His name is Jerry O'Connell. Fucking Jerry <laughs> O'Connell. <laughs> He is. I don't even need to ask. Jerry O'Connell is. <laughs> he's he's in it. He's for, a national treasure. <laughs> he's in it for five minutes, and it's the best five minutes of the movie. It really is. And I didn't know that he was married to Rebecca Romaine, who is the main star of this movie. Yeah. In terms of big star. Yeah. Um, the main star, however, is uh, Haley Griffith, who plays uh, Sam Craft. She's great. Mm-hmm. And this was like I think her first movie. Was it really? Yeah. Like she was a complete unknown. She's. Fucking great in this movie. Uh, and she's backed up by Rumi, uh, Ruby Modine, who played Judy. So they're the two like younger people who are fighting for their lives against the satanic community, I guess, that they live in. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Ruby Modine has been in a ton of stuff. She's in the Happy Death Day movies. Um, what else? We were talking earlier about this. Uh, she was in Matthew Modine's Balls at one point. Oh, ah, there you go. That's the one. <laughs> Starring role. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Modine, for those of you who don't know, is... Uh, Papa from Stranger Things. Papa! Papa. 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 <laughs> uh, Ruby Modine was also in Shameless. Yes, a show that I have, uh, I've watched a lot of, but not for a while. Yeah. I need to, uh, need to catch back up on it, but I that think, show is fucking hysterical. I think Aaron just started watching it today, Who's so... Aaron? Uh, my wife. Oh, that one. My okay. wife. Got so, it. uh, so I'll get back to you on that. I I don't know anything about that show. Honestly, start, start watching it. And I know watch that, it with I, her. I know that Emmy Rossum in it is in it, and she's a babe. And Emmy I know Rossum is awesome. And I know, and I know that uh, I know that uh, William H Macy in it is in it, and he's Macy also is crazy. He's also a babe, and yes. I dig old him. man babe, but babe. I dig him. My uh, my my. You remember when I wrote that song when I turned thirty one? I do. Uh, he was my inspiration for that. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cute. Because every year on <laughs> every year on his wife's birthday, he writes her a little song. Oh, really? On the ukulele, and really? I saw an I saw an interview where he 
played one of the songs. I was like, I want to do I'm that. I'm a bigger fan of him now. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Look it up. Look yeah, it up. I, I it's good. I think it was on Conan. Way to way to make everybody who can't play a ukulele, though, like to shame. Like, I can never do that for my wife. I could sing to her, but nobody wants to hear that. Shameless. I'm sh- I'm fuck. Ah. Ah. ah anyway, all right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> all right. Satanic panic. Back to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, it's got kind of a stat cast. So Rebecca Romaine is the main coven leader because this movie is about witches. Ascent, right, right. Yeah, you got it's sa- more witch. Satanists. Would would Satanists you would you still witches. call would you still call a group of Satanists a coven? Is that I mean I see, witches I don't think so. Witches are Satanists, right? But that see that's kind of where I that's kind of where I think I think it's a coven of witches. Or just a coven. Who in worship general, Satan? Who worship Satan. Okay. Because even in like uh shows like Sabrina, they're witches. And Baphomet is at the center of their teachings, so that makes sense. You're talking about the chilling, like the chilling adventures. Yeah, yeah, of, the newer okay. one. Yeah, well, not, it was the old one too. Not but... the original, because well, yeah. they don't worship Satan. Well, <laughs> well they're witches. Believe they me, I've, I believe me, I've watched like four seasons of it recently because my daughter's watching but that it. Was, that was like the PG version right, of it. Right, so right, right. They did. I uh, they I did. I recently watched the trailer to see if that show would be if if the chilling adventures would no. be appropriate for my daughter. No, nah, no. No, there is literally an episode where they go into the woods and they fuck a whole bunch. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. so not, not appropriate. A, not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Rebecca Romaine is like the leader of the coven, and then you have um, oh, where my my mouse go? Arden Mirren, who plays Gypsy. Uh, she'll she's a recurring theme tonight. She she will be she will be back. We later. did not. That was not intentional. But yeah. she's in both movies tonight. So um, really, we could call this we could call this episode a, uh, a Gypsy Ar- Newmeyer uh, in Arden Mirren spotlight. Yeah, is that if we not, wanted to? We we could. We could. We're not going to. We're not going to. But, but we, we could. could. <laughs> uh, she's like the second in, second in command who wants to take over and kick Rebecca Romaine's character out, basically. Right. And uh, she's a she's a doofus. That's a word. Lots of sidebars today. That's a word I was telling Kristen earlier. Nobody says doofus anymore. I we say to, doofus all the we time. Need to bring back doofus. Oh, I say doofus all the time. Yeah, well, she's... That's because you can call an eight-year-old a doofus without hurting their feelings. Well, so I say it Gypsy quite often. is a doofus. Gypsy is a doofus. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also starring uh, Jordan Ladd, which I didn't fucking realize that was Jordan Ladd until, <laughs> she... after, until I'm watching the credits. I'm like, where the fuck was Jordan Ladd in yeah. this movie? She looks quite a bit different from the days when we used to pine she after. Does. Yeah, still, I don't. I still, think it's, I think still, it's natural, still, but she just looks oh, still, very different. Still a beautiful lady. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of beautiful ladies, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Hey, gorgeous, gorgeous lady. <laughs> uh, I love Jeff Daniel. Phillips, as do I. Man. As do I. Uh, AJ Bowen is in this movie. He's been in a ton of other stuff as man, well. Man, AJ so, AJ Bowen. I was looking at his IMDb earlier because I knew him from like House of the Devil yeah. um, and. What was the other big one that I I can't remember, but uh, he has so many horror credits to his name, and I'm like, it's he's just just such a normal looking dude. Like, how does he do it? I think he sold his soul to the devil. Maybe, or that's the idea. They want normal looking dudes to play Satanists because they're just normal people, James. He just has like so many good credits to his name, and it's wild. I mean, I'm like I'm like one. Good idea away from becoming a Satanist. Yeah, so you've already explained this, and that's. But uh, but but would I be out of place though in a Satanist coven? Um, like, I think, would I be. I think like, if I if I was that guy in this movie, I think you're too. Um, you question things too much to be a good Satanist. 
I feel like I, but I feel like they like that. I feel like if you're I feel like if these types of Satanists, it's like you just go along with the go along with what's presented. You just go with the flow. I feel like you would ask too many questions. Oh, that's my problem with Catholicism. <laughs> so <laughs> sure, that's fair. Yeah. Eh, maybe I'd be a bad Satanist. Who knows? Yeah. I think um, you're just a bad religion guy all bad religion. You're just a I bad, do love bad religion. You're a bad religion all around. <laughs> I, I'm a bad religion guy. You're right. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see here. Haley Griffin, who plays Sam. Sam is a pizza delivery girl, and uh, she uh, she's trying to make some money and make some tips. So she takes an extra shift or an extra out of the um, the bubble of the delivery area, out of the delivery zone. Yeah. Uh, she takes a, uh, a delivery to go there, and everyone kind of tells her that it's a weird place. It's this ritzy neighborhood. One of the guys is like, I went there. And I fucked a whole bunch, and I came back as a changed man, right? So, I wish he would have been in the movie more. So do I. I. really like that character. He was Yeah, funny. he was good. He was good. Hopefully um, the sequel, Satanic Panic King. Yeah. That's the one. Man, um, you're just so full of good <laughs> ideas all the time. So good. <laughs> uh, so she takes, the, uh, she takes the delivery. She goes out there. They completely stiff her on a tip. She goes back to her bike doesn't her moped it doesn't start and she doesn't have any money so she makes her way back to the house and i don't know why people in movies do this she just lets herself into a random house it's a bold move. why do people do this that is a bold move i don't get it yeah uh, and she ends up stumbling upon a coven who is worshiping satan and trying to sacrifice a virgin to raise baphomet from the dead Right. Or, or raise them from hell. And initially, they had themselves a virgin in uh, the character of Judy, played by Ruby Modine. But Turns she, out. in her own words, found out what she what they were planning for her, found the first guy that she could, and boned down. Yep. Basically lost her virginity just so that she wouldn't be sacrificed to Baphomet. Which is what we saw at the beginning of the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, so... In walks, though, Sam, and Sam turns out to be a virgin. So the coven shifts. They have a new virgin now. And so she gets locked up in a room with fucking Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> best. It, it's the best part of the movie. <laughs> I love this whole movie. Don't get me wrong. But, like, this is the best part of the movie. Jerry O'Connell playing the... He's, he's also in another room locked away because he's married to Rebecca Romaine. However, he doesn't believe... Right or he's not. Oh, he he believes. I just I feel like he. Well, they said that uh, um, when when uh, what was Rebecca's what was Rebecca Danica. Romaine's Danica. Yep. When Danica came in and found her daughter boning down, yeah, <laughs> uh, she slammed her head into a wall and then killed the kid that she was sleeping with. And she said, "My husband didn't agree with my hands-on approach." So uh, I so I locked him up somewhere, yeah. and so so he's in there with uh, with Sam. He's like, they're gonna kill you. They're probably gonna kill me tonight too. And like, he's just like he plays such a normal stupid guy until he finds out she's a virgin, and he's like, I'm gonna save your life. And he, the next time you see him, he's just in his fucking whitey tidies. <laughs> <laughs> never never has attempted rape been so funny. And that's a weird thing to say, but <laughs> like awful. it is awful. It's it's terrible. <laughs> But like the 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 movie has a a cadence to it that is just funny like like yeah she and she and Sam's a very strong character so it doesn't come off as like it's predatory but in a funny way I don't, 
help me out here. I'm sounding terrible. <laughs> you are sounding terrible. I get what you're saying. Uh, it, he he tries to basically tell her like, let me say, let me save you, let me save your life. So he tries to have sex with her. Yeah. Uh, to save her life because if she's no longer a virgin, then they can't, they can't sacrifice her to Baphomet. But they'd kill her anyway. <laughs> so she fights back against him. Uh, eventually gets a one good fucking what do you call that the a palm strike to his nose he's bleeding everywhere and she gets a phone call and then his death it's it's so out of nowhere i thought he was gonna be around for the whole movie i did too so sad because it's jerry o'connell like you're expecting him to stick around you know but it also works really well. Oh, it was hilarious. Like he he grabs a gun and he's like he's like one way or another they're not getting their virgin and he goes to shoot her and he <laughs> he pulls the it trigger jams. on his gun <laughs> and it jams and then he points the gun toward himself and shoots himself in the neck on accident. And that's it. That's his demise. Yeah. It's great. And then Rebecca Romaine comes in later and she pulls his heart out through the wound in his neck, which is one of the fucking great uh, effects shots in the movie the Loved it. the effects in this movie were awesome so a lot of like awesome practical effects just yeah dude. disgusting viscous both of these movies had amazing special effects yeah absolutely and they were like the, the the classic 80s effects like they weren't like new age technology like it was all like latex and blood gushers and like it was just it was great camera tricks the whole deal right fantastic it was the way that effects should be shot um, huge props to them for, for actually doing that. Um, especially when we get into Onyx and we'll talk about that later, but yeah, I, I, I love that though. Like there's, she gets away or whatever. It's, it's a whole cat and mouse. The whole story is cat and mouse. Yeah. It's, they lose her. They got to find her. They lose her. Re- Rebecca Romaine <laughs> gets banished at one point in time. And apparently her special skills that she can like tarot read the guts of people. <laughs> Which made for a great fucking scene. That whole scene with A.J. Bowen showing up. <laughs> She's like, uh, A.J. Bowen is one of the one of the employees at uh, at at uh, the pizza place, del- the whatever, pizza yeah. place that she works at, and he's trying to come on to uh, to Sam the entire time. Just saying, like, yeah, I'm, I'm your boyfriend, and like, she's like, you just got me a job. You're not my boyfriend. And when she goes missing, she tries to call him, and then uh, Rebecca, <laughs> why do I get Danica yeah. calls him and says, just just come meet up with me. She was she w- she wasn't down to party. Like just come come meet up with me. I want your body. Basically, right? it's a booty call, right? Yeah. And so when he shows up and she opens the door and he's like, "What, what does he say? Your guy with the the fucking the fucking party has arrived or something." <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, uh, and then she she like she gives him what he thinks is cocaine, and he snorts it, but then he goes numb and his whole body like he his whole body is paralyzed, and she ends up pulling. It, all of his intestines out of his mouth and yep. then reading his intestines. Like she arranges them on the floor with tarot cards and she's <laughs> reading them like a, like a palm reading or, or something. Or like reading tea leaves or something like that. My thought when I was watching this, and this brings me back to Saw X and how people like Josh were really hard on us for hating that part of it. Yeah. And Saw X really ripped the guts out and then used it as a rope. Sure. This is what I'm talking about. 
the guts in this movie, A, looked way more real than the guts in Saw X. In Saw X, they look like a rope, which is not what your intestines look like. Let's be honest. There's different parts of it, whatever. Well, this, I mean, this your movie, small intestine is like 30 feet long. But this movie, though, looked way more real. It had the, the different parts. It was like whatever. It was like it was like his well, guts. Right down to the... Did you notice when she when she went to finally pull his large intestine out? Yeah, his, it gets bigger and it changes. Yeah, But his appendix is actually at the end of it. Amazing, did right? So, so, the, so the detail. And it looks better, and they're using it for comedic value. Yeah. Saw X did it terribly. Like, to take that seriously, like, uh, is ridiculous. To see a comedy do it better and and use it the way that it should be used in a comedic way is the right way to do it. Yeah. Saying, trying, trying to, like, seeing this, then watching Saw X and be like, oh, that was supposed to be serious, where the guts themselves don't look anywhere near as good and it's not played the right way. Yeah. Doesn't work. Right. Sorry, just going back to it. This, this is proof positive of, of our point there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it's, it's, that scene was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. And then later on, um, (laughs) later on the girl that took over gypsy, she goes and she's like, I can't read the guts. That was never my strong point. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. Um, so Sam escapes from this house and she ends up at another house where, uh, she's attacked by two, uh, a, a, a person who's posing as a babysitter who seems like they're they have no ill intentions but it turns out everybody in this part of town every single house that she goes to which is like this is a very affluent part of town everybody who lives in this part of town are basically a part of this yeah this satanist cult because they've sold their souls to keep their wealth and they say that, like they say, How, have you ever have you ever wondered why uh, the rich stay rich and the poor get screwed? And it's because the rich have all sold their souls to the devil. Where do I sell, sell my soul? Because I'll take that life. I think That's all fine. you got. I think all you have to do is just say it. Out is, there, loud. is there a crossroads anywhere near here? Can I can I summon a crossroads demon and then sell my soul? Yeah, we got one like a mile and a half from us. I go for a walk later. I, I'll watch you do it. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take the money. I'll watch you do it. it, and then I'll just like I'll just I'll kind of leech off of your wealth. We'll offer up uh, fucking Brian's soul. How about that? That's fair. Cool. That's a good compromise. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Perfect. So um, she, I, she, she ends up in this house where she meets up with uh, a group of uh, uh, two kids. Which when she fucking when she punches she the kid in the face, fucking cold clocks a kid. It's the great. It's so good. It's a great. It's a. It's it's a great part. Like because she she punches him in the face and then immediately goes, "Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry." She just <laughs> punched a fucking eight year old in the face. Um, the uh the 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 babysitter is a uh social media influencer. Oh, is she in real life? Yeah. Oh, well then. Yeah, I that- mean. That explains the annoying voice. Well, I'd say she, I'd say she did pretty well at like playing the the, the bitchy rich snob. Not too bad. Not as good as Ru- Ruby Modine did. She did a great job at being the bratty rich snob that you hated at oh, yeah. first, and oh, then yeah. really liked, and you were rooting. She for came around by the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah, she came around. It was good. Um, so basically, this whole scene takes. Uh, uh, this whole scene ends up with um, a drill dough. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> this movie's or, very or a, or a kill though. This this movie's very horny. I've never used that word to describe like like the the atmosphere of a movie, but for a Satan movie, it's a very horny movie. I think that everything goes, was sex related. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with Satanism. Like Satanism is very much about like uh, like self indulgence. Sure. Oh, and, absolutely. And pleasure, absolutely. like like instant gratification. So the idea of the idea of everybody being horny is completely in line with. It, a def- Satanist movie. It definitely is. I'm just saying the movie exuded that though as well. Yeah. Like yeah, it was, yeah. it's, it's a comedy, horny Satan movie. Like <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe it. Like that, it's just like it was the only word that I could use to, to aptly describe the characters. It's like everybody had sex on the brain. It's like Porky's meets uh, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Rosemary's Porky's. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. The, the drill dough though was amazing. That was, that was. <laughs> That was pretty gnarly. And it goes into the wall and they get electrocuted and like it's a whole thing. It's it's I, fucking great. I love how too when she first gets impaled on the drill though, um my first thought like instantly was, Well, it's a drill, so it would it would pull her closer and then and then all of a sudden she starts getting pulled closer. I was like, Yes. That's very realistic. Yes. 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 It's pulling her closer. That's very realistic. This uh, the next parts in this movie were very effects heavy, and I loved it. There's like this pot that Rebecca Romaine's character Danica grabs, and like there's like a weird creature inside this pot. Well, it's uh, it's Jerry O'Connell's heart. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. That's right. That's right. She when she pulls his heart out, she tells one of her minions to go bake it in the oven for forty minutes, and then when she opens it back up. It's his heart, but it's like blown up to a huge size. And, and it's got like a weird mouth that she pricks her finger and then it sucks the blood out of her finger and she's like orgasming almost. Yeah. Which hot, but weird. <laughs> um, but like, but the, the creature though in the pot, the effects were great. Another example of like practical effects like done in real life and it works so much better Yeah. than anything made up on a computer. Yeah. Um, and then follow that was... Not for this, not for nothing. This movie did the voodoo scene where uh, um, Gypsy has like a voodoo doll of uh, Danica's daughter, Judy. Judy, and they're going through all the different things. She's putting pins in her. She's burning her. She's doing all this stuff, and then you're seeing it in real time. I thought this scene was awesome. Oh my god, it's maybe the best back and forth voodoo scene between like. The practitioner and the victim. Yeah, I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, like this is this this honestly this sequence was as, as much as I loved the whole rest of the movie. This was the standout sequence I think of the entire movie. Yeah, I, it was done so fucking well. Yeah, you forget that it's a comedy. Oh yeah, like you well, really it got, do. It got heavy for a minute because Judy's Judy's suffering. Yep, and she's she's told. Uh, Sam to start writing this, you know, writing like this runes on her skin, ru- to protect these runes her, all yeah. over her body to seal her skin, and she's vomiting worms all over the place, and she had like needles she's coming out of her fingertips, bleeding from her eyes, and and then there was also a part earlier in the movie where Sam was explaining why she was still a virgin, yeah. and it was because her boyfriend couldn't perform. And it was and and Judy being this like spoiled rich brat that she was, she's just like ah, we're gonna die because your boyfriend couldn't keep 
you know, couldn't get it up. But then she she says as like as she's going through this horrible ordeal with the um, with the voodoo doll, she says, "Tell me a story." And so Sam starts telling her this story about her, her boyfriend, boyfriend yeah. and it turns out that her and her boyfriend boyfriend were both in a uh, cancer ward. A, yeah, like a cancer ward for children. Yeah, and that's why. Obviously, he couldn't perform because he, he had couldn't perform cancer. because he was like on chemo and radiation <laughs> yeah. and and it's it re- a sweet story, like a really sweet story. Uh, and and it was it really like it was impactful. Sure, <laughs> within this story and uh, man that and and the way they did that, like the way they because a lot of movies when they do expose, it can be kind of cheesy because they just they just do it. It'll just be like one character looking at another and just like saying things that don't really fit with the the scene. Yeah. But the fact that she's telling her this story to kind of calm her down or or uh, you know tell her more about her life as she's as Judy is going through this horrible ordeal with the the voodoo doll and uh, Sam is telling her this story while also writing the runes all over her body. It was just such a cool way to to include that part of the story, to get a little bit of expose, but not make it cheesy because it's within the confines of this scene where a lot of other shit is going on. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. It just worked so well. It, it really, really did. Yeah. It was great. It was, like I said, that was the standout sequence of the entire movie for me. Yeah. Hand, hands down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's where we're at. Like they're protecting each other. They they're trying to stop the mothers and the the rest of the townspeople from the community from being you know from getting the the virgin. Well, they do eventually get her, and they run through. They get her. They run through a forest too. And before we get to the end here, there's a tree demon where they're running through that looks so fucking good. Yeah. It's another practical effects just um, achievement in this movie. Yeah, so good. It looked like something out of like a Del Toro movie, almost like like a Del Toro tree, yeah, tree man creature. It was so good, and it was only there for ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. it was like all the work all that they that would work. have had to put into that yep. just for ten seconds on film yep. is wild. So good. Yeah. So they end up catching them, and they have the two girls on an altar, and you're gonna get raped by the demon or by the devil, and this and that. I'm like, well, it's obviously not gonna happen. It fucking happens. <laughs> fucking Judy, or not Judy. Um. What's Sam. Sam gets fucking knocked up by by Satan. Code of the Sam's. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Not I didn't, by Satan, by Baphomet. Or by Baphomet. I yeah. didn't. I didn't expect it to get that far. Yeah. She's running around in her like latex gimp suit with a pregnant belly, and and it's it's confusingly hot. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> but I just didn't expect it to go that far. Yeah. And then they pull a move that is straight out of like any TV, like like supernatural whether it be the show or like a supernatural type show uh whereas the bigger bad is a little girl i feel like they pull that kind of stuff in tv shows a lot it's like a weird like comedy supernatural trope where the the bigger bad is never what you expect it to be you know a god in supernatural is a bumbling idiot yeah, complete bumbling idiot. It all the all the different demons and creatures in those in that show and other shows like it. They're, they're never what you expect. So, the bigger demon that's been watching this the entire time because she was in certain scenes leading up to this, she's been watching it. Yeah, and wasn't gonna and, let it. And wasn't gonna let it happen. She appears to just be a little girl. Yeah, she's in a white dress. She's skipping rope. 
uh, doing doing yeah. uh, what do you call that? Uh, Hopscotch. Not, hopscotch. And yeah. the ho- it's funny too because in the very beginning when you see her doing hopscotch, it says six 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 in the squares. Does it? Yeah. I didn't notice hopscotch that. Hopscotch does never have three squares typically. This one did, and it said six six six. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. <laughs> um, so she was there keeping an eye on it, and basically she was gonna let it go until she had to step in, and then she did. And she kind of saves Sam, even though she's gonna she wants to kill her. Sam's like code of Sam's, which is an inside joke from earlier in the movie. And, um, she ends up getting let go, but it's just, it's a great sequence. It's a, the, the ending is fantastic. It, it, this whole movie just works well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. I liked it. And for Stardust, this being Stardust, that was her last name, right? Chel- yeah. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea Stardust. Stardust, which that can't be her last name. Well, can it be I real, would, like I, a real last name? No, I would assume having two artist parents. I would assume not. Yeah. 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 Her last name, her real last name is probably like Dale. Chelsea Dale. <laughs> That's probably it. So Chelsea Stardust, though, for this being one of her first, one of her first directorial debuts, like, or like, because she did a bunch, I think, all at the same time. She did one of the, um, those Hulu Into the Dark episodes. Her real name is Chelsea Peters. Ah, see? Dale Peters. Kind of the same. <laughs> They're both first names. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, this is a great early film yeah. for her. I, I yeah. can't wait to see what she does in the future. Yeah. It's fantastic. Loved it. Yep. Yeah, I did too. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we watched this one on Tubi. Yep. We got to go back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That that note that I wanted to touch on. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the thing that I was reading was that a 2020 article written by the Daily Beast alleges that when actor orig- an actor originally scheduled to perform a sex scene with Ruby Modine... So that would be the beginning thing where she. Oh, so to... we were talking about this off air. Oh, were we? Yeah, it was off air. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me. I'll finish. Yeah. So uh, originally scheduled to perform a sex scene with Ruby Modine didn't show up, and he was replaced by a fan of Modine's, despite her discomfort and protests. That's fucked. Which that's that fucked, seems up. fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Um, this movie was made in 2019, which was before the 2020 downfall of Cinestate. And Cinestate was the company that just had recently bought Fangoria. They relaunched Fangoria as uh, a print magazine. A ton of people were a part of it, whether it be podcasts or shows or editorials, whatever. Um, and they were the company that got in trouble for basically turning a blind eye to really, really shitty practices. Oh, a bunch and of, a bunch of sexual Dallas, stuff. Dallas, Dallas Sonnier. Dallas Sonnier. Shit, he, yeah. was, he was basically accused of turning a blind eye to it. Yeah. Um, turning a blind eye to what the producers were doing and all that kind of stuff. So this was made before the downfall. Well, and he was he was accused of some pretty shitty stuff himself. Well, yeah, too, he well right? he was he was accused of knowing about it and turning a blind eye to it. Oh, that's, I thought, that's pretty much what it was. I thought he was one of the guys who was accused of actually like making passes at actresses and stuff like that. No, I think no, there wasn't. There wasn't. Uh, I can't. remember. I forget the story. Yeah. I don't want to speak out of turn, but there was the whole thing. And if there was weird, questionable, questionable like uh, decisions being made like that on sets of their movies, I don't want to sit here and say that this is one of them, but it, it doesn't shock me. Well, yeah, and it's, no, it's, the it's I- weird. No, the idea of like the idea actors are hired for a purpose, right? It's a professional. They should be protected. It's a, it's a professional agreement, and to like. To just replace 
an actor who's set up to do a scene like that, you know, something yeah. intimate with an actress, a young actress, to just replace that person with a a fan yeah. of that actress, yeah, that seems weird. really fucked that's up. That's weird. Yeah, that's very very strange. Yeah. Yeah, don't like that at all. Yeah. Um so that's a, that's a black mark on this, but the movie itself though is great and Chelsea Stardust, this is a great thing for her to lean on. Regard, you know, that stuff aside. Right. But um anyway though, uh yeah, yeah we both love that and Yeah, Satanic Panic. Check it out. Check it out on Tubi. It's uh it's free. It's free, dude. Yeah. Check or or if you want to rent it somewhere else, not Tubi. Not to be or not to be. <laughs> Get it? Okay. Um, let me ask you a question, James. Let me answer a question, Mike. Okay. That's your full name now. Question, James. Okay. What do the bands Butch Walker, yeah. Armor for Sleep, yeah. SR71, yeah. Gym Class Heroes, yeah. The Hush Sound, yeah. The Color Fred, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, The Audition, Amber Pacific, and copeland all have in common they're all from chicago i don't know (laughs) they all had videos directed by andrew bowser oh yeah every one of them yeah which is crazy i never knew that the weird arby's guy while all that was going on was also directing music videos for some of our favorite bands of that time period music yeah Music never videos and I never yeah his his uh his catalog is pretty extensive with like short films and stuff like that too. I knew it's, about those. I knew about those. Yeah, just not his his music video career, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. Um, it it just goes to show that a lot of these people that are doing stuff they're they're going viral for a reason. They've been at this for a long fucking time. Right. Um, I mean, granted, you can't make something go viral, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Onyx the fortuitous. And the Talisman of Souls. That's the movie we're talking about. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I need at least a dozen of these movies. I <laughs> fucking loved this movie so much. And I feel like you knew I would. And I feel like you didn't like it near as much as me. No, I liked it. Okay, I did. good. I liked good. it a lot. Um, I So when we watched the trailer a few weeks ago... Um, a couple months ago, whatever yeah. it was, I said, um, I'm worried that because watching the character of Marcus, uh, what is it? Marcus Til- Will, Will, Tilbury. Is Tilbury? it Tilbury? Is it Tilbury? Something like that. Why yeah. can't, uh, why can't I think of it? Ma, uh, he's, he's only edited or uh, credited as Onyx the Fortuitous. Yeah. Um, I said, it's great watching him in those little short videos where he edited him edited himself into newscasts and stuff like that. I said I'm just concerned that watching an entire full length movie with him in it is gonna get a little bit old after a while. Yeah. That that was my concern. And was it? It was sometimes. I even I will admit sometimes. It was some it was sometimes, but it was it offset. A- it was offset by the awesome performances by everybody else and the awesome characters. Yes, I agree, and, and I also think that like whereas even though sometimes I thought he was doing a, a bit much, like he would just push it over the edge a little bit too much to where it's like tone it back and it would have been perfect. I think that it didn't matter because I liked him more 
I, I liked his entire character 80% of the time. Yeah. You know, so those that that 20% here and there, it, it didn't matter. There might have been scenes where I was like, okay, it's a bit much. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. We we mentioned before, too, like we felt like this could very well be like the earnest of a new generation. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. I, after finishing this movie, I'm, I'm like, could I see Onyx in a Christmas movie? Absolutely. Yeah. Could I see him in a Halloween movie? Absolutely. Could I see him in literally any other situation? I f- Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like they would always have to revolve around, because his, his whole character is, is it Trillberry? Trillberry, Marcus that's it. Trillberry. That's it. I feel like his whole character is based around the idea of uh, Satanism. Well, sure, that and, can and be a that can be a byline like or that. a through line. Sure, yeah. So, like, you, fine. A you Satanism know. at Christmas? Are you kidding me? A <laughs> Satan, a Satanist saving Christmas with Santa? Yes, yes, please. I need that. Yeah. Yes, yes, please. I need that in my life. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I adored this movie. I really did. I had such a good time with it. And if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, this is Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls from 2023. Um, a fledgling occultist Onyx and a group of worshippers attend a once-in-a-lifetime ritual at their idol Bartek the Great's mansion. Bartok. Let's talk about Bartok for a minute. Jeffrey Combs fucking chews the scenery so much in this movie, and it's so good. When we watched the trailer, I didn't realize that was Jeffrey Combs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He's um, so good. Yeah, I didn't realize it, and when, this... when they showed up at his mansion... And he's on the floor, and then he pops up. And as soon as he started talking, I was like, "That's Jeffrey Combs." Yeah. Like, why didn't they? Yeah. I feel like they did. Did they not even say his name in the? They did in the trailer. I'm pretty sure they okay, did. Okay, yeah. then it just com- I completely missed that. Then it's um, it's the first time I feel like that we've seen Jeffrey Crom- Jeffrey Combs truly channel the same place that Herbert West came from. Same in kind a of long the time. The same kind of energy. Yeah. yeah it's so. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Um, yeah, I, I just dude, this this entire movie just worked for me, like through and through worked. All the characters, all the everybody. I love. Um, let I me mean, let's let's go through it. So Onyx is is picked. He's he he lives at home with his his mom and his stepdad Todd, <laughs> who Todd apparently is a character throughout all of his viral videos and everything. He's oh, there's the, a lot he's of the only character. Todd's the only character that really makes a comeback from a lot of those early viral videos. Like you put physically out. or in I like the idea because they showed at in the in the credit in the in the credits, the end credits of this they of this movie, they played some of his uh viral videos, like his YouTube videos. Yeah. And he he's been mentioning a lot of this stuff for years. Like Well, yeah, but like like, like worshiping Abaddon. Well, yeah. And uh, in terms in, in terms of that stuff, yes. But actual characters, Todd's the only actual character. Well, there was Masha. He did talk about Masha in his old videos. Did he? Okay, yeah. fair enough. Todd though was the actual actor was in the. Oh, old was video. he really? Yeah, that's okay. what that's what I'm getting. At. Oh, the I actual see. Okay. actor okay. was in the old videos. Yeah. So Todd, so Todd, his stepdad, we just fights with us there. Barbara Crampton plays his mother which is the first time that you actually see his mother on screen you hear voiceovers uh but you've never actually seen her before she's great for the little bit that she's in the movie uh but he gets picked to i'm rushing over some of my favorite parts of the movie here but we'll get back we'll to go it. back to him yeah 
He gets picked with a group of uh, four other people to basically go to Bartok's mansion and be a part of a devil-worshipping ceremony where they're going to raise Abaddon. Abaddon! Abaddon! (laughs) From the the depths of hell. Yeah. Uh, Those people include uh, Mac Mackenzie, who goes by Mac. Uh, She's a... We'll we'll just say it this way. She's the witch of the group. Yeah. This all gets spoilers, by the way. <laughs> New movie spoilers. Um, uh, Jesminder, 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 uh, who is like the the woman who seems to think that she was married to Bartok in a past life, and she's here to reclaim him as her own. Yeah. It's basically her so backstory. She's, so she's the queen, Mister Duke. Easily one of my favorite side characters of the entire thing. I love Mr. Duke. They they wanted him to be um what's his name? Fuck. Keith David so bad. Mm. He was. Mr. Duke was a version of Keith David. The super deep voice. The mannerisms in which he speaks. He's just got a deep voice. He's Kratos. He's fucking Kratos from God of War. Huh? He's the voice of Kratos from God of War. Oh, he's is he just, really? He just has a deep, deep ass voice. Wait, wait, wait. This actor or Keith no, David? No, the character. <laughs> no, was was thing. Hey, yes, Dave. no. This char- This actor is the. This actor is the voice of Kratos from oh, God no of War. Oh no shit! Okay, yeah. I didn't realize that. I yeah. didn't realize that. Regardless, though, to me, I was like, all I saw was Keith David the entire time. Yeah, that's it. That's sure. all I saw. Um, so he's in this. Uh, you have Shelly, who is just like a weird Satanist housewife, played by Ardeen Mirren, who Arden was in Mirren. who was in the first movie. She's basically playing the same character that she pretty was in much, Satanic yeah. Panic. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, then you have Bartok, who's played by Jeffrey Combs, and then you have Bartok's like henchwoman, if you will, henchwoman. His demon slave. His demon slave, Farah, uh, played by. Olivia Taylor Dudley. Just hideous. Just absolutely repulsive to repulsive. look at. Repulsive. <laughs> repulsive. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yep, that's the one. That's the one. So you have these five characters, though, that are, are in Bartok's mansion, and little by little, they're kind of figuring out that not is all as it seems. And it's very, like, it's part Scooby-Doo, it's part Clue, it's part, like... All these great things they pulled from different that I'm sure that Andrew Bowser it's pulled part from people under the stairs. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like you can tell like this is just him building a world of part, things he loved growing up. It's part labyrinth, like that part, thing. Yep, the thing in the 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 box demon. There's oh no God. there's no way that wasn't labyrinth. The exper- box it, demon's inspired. amazing. It looked it looked just like one of the fire the fire demons yeah. is that what they're called the fire my, demons my, from uh labyrinth so there's a part in the movie we're jumping all around here but there's a part in the movie where they go in and they have to one like, one-on-one talk to the box demon which will basically exploit some part of their past to make them bring them understanding to some part in their past and my note is the box demon looks like a character from fraggle rock like yep. it's it's just straight puppetry it's yep. amazing it's so good uh, the uh, the actual demon at the end that shows up to the fast food place is a gigantic practical puppet. Oh, Abaddon! So good. Yeah, it looks so good. So good. Hold on, can we go back to the box demon real quick? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm moving on. I just need to ask you something real quick before we forget about it. Yes. 
Did you when so when they go in and they talk to the box demon, they're supposed to tell the box demon one of their deepest, darkest secrets, and then in exchange, the box demon will answer any question that they want answered. And when Onyx goes in, he asks, Why did my dad leave me? Yeah. Right? Did you notice anything about that scene? No, I didn't. You didn't notice anything weird about the dad? No. The dad was Jeffrey Combs. No. Yeah. 100% was it? it was. So so I think that in the... Hold su- on, hold on, hold I, on. Hold I on. think that in the subsequent movies, you're going to find out that Bartok is actually Onyx's dad. Pause, and pause. No, I'm not no. going to pause. I'm not going to pause. Go, hold I on, because... Go hold it. on. <laughs> I'm not going to pause, because then at the end of the movie, uh, the, the box demon tells tells onyx that his dad left him because he was not enough for him and he wasn't impressed by him yeah and then right when bartok goes to stab onyx at the end of the movie he says you don't impress me huh hmm. you didn't you didn't notice that huh i didn't notice that at all i, 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 re- I rewound they, it three they, times they put his dad in a lot of shadow and yeah. a lot of doubt so like him, you don't actually see him the voice is unmistakable you're shitting me no it's definitely oh him. my god i did not notice that doesn't That's that make great. sense though that bartok is onyx's dad yeah the fort he's the fortuitous right the fortuitous one yeah oh my god i love it and and i love and, it and that's, so much and that's and that's the reason why he would find this man who was doing all the like because bartok is this uh enigmatic figure who he creates music and he creates workout videos all in the name of satan all in the name of <laughs> satan and doesn't it make sense that onyx would glom on to this guy for some reason he thinks it's just because he likes his message and he thinks he's cool but he gloms on to him subconsciously because it's actually his father oh my god that's so genius Oh my god. It's, right? it's amazing. Yes. Cuz there's definitely going to be a sequel to this movie. Oh, I I hope there's a franchise. Yeah. I legit hope there's a franchise. And and Bartok is in one way or another still a, still in the movie oh, at the so end good. of the movie, so, so it makes sense that that it's his dad. Uh which is awesome. Bartok who is now slave to Dominatrix Hannah, which or Pharaoh rather, which I I'll pay for to watch that. That's great. I mean Yep. He's going to give her a head. <laughs> Got it. Uh, um, there's so many scenes. I don't want to go through this movie beat by beat. Just watch it. It's amazing. But I do want to touch on on certain things. Ooh, excuse me. There you go. This Bud Light is pretty heavy in my chest. I think it's probably the 8.3% peanut butter cup stout. That's what you think. That's probably it. That's what you think. Um, there is a scene at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Onyx is, to understand the character of Onyx, he is a guy that just likes what he likes and doesn't make apologies for it, but he is bullied like crazy. Yeah. And he, he works at a fast food place, and there's these guys that come up, they take advantage of him, make his life a living hell. And he goes home that night, and he's lying in bed. Dude. And he starts praying to whatever God will listen to him. That scene was like kind of sad. So sad. And it's like I, I felt like legitimately even... bad for him because like anybody who's ever been in a place where like you're depressed or like you think your life sucks or you don't have like the friends that you want or you don't like 
Like that's such a relatable scene. Yeah. Anybody who's ever felt like an like outcast, even this ridiculous character yeah. who's so over the top, he's laying in bed and he's saying, "It was so sad." He's saying, "Could you give me another life?" Because uh, I've said that. Not, Listen, I'll, this one's not making. This one's not turning out so well. And I dude, was like, "Holy shit, that's sad. full boat." I've said that before. <laughs> like when I was like like in high school or whatever, and like I didn't like the way things were going. Like, I've been there. Like and you I were get drawing, it. you were drawing X's on your hands and shit. I was trying to fit in where I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite yeah. frankly, yes. Yeah. You know, like I've been there. Like that yeah. that scene resonated hard with me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can only write that and act that scene if you've been there yourself. And I feel like Andrew Bowser was probably that same kid growing up. You know, he probably had the same issues that any kid that has it doesn't feel like he fits in, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that resonated super, super well with me. Loved it. Um well, hated it, but loved it. You know, it's one of those, <laughs> one of those. It's done so well, you don't want to like it, but you do. Um, yeah, there's, there's that. There's like his whole character is just very under like, relatable, and I love the fact that the movie is not about. And 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 Andrew Bowser will say this. Um, it's a really good doc or documentary, really great interview with uh, Lynch and Green actually on the movie Crypt. He was on talking about oh, it. Oh, really? Cool. When this movie came out. So it's actually not that long ago. And it's a really, really great conversation. I, and, he, and he talks about how, you know, the, uh, what? What are you going to say? I, I need to listen to this just to hear how he is in real life. Oh, he talks the same. Does he really? No, not at all. Okay, because I was going <laughs> to say. Have a, he has a high-pitched voice, but that's it. I really only know him as <laughs> Onyx the Fortuitous. <laughs> so, like, I I don't I don't really. There's, there's a brief glimpse in this movie when he's laying in bed after he, uh, what the hell happens? Does he get attacked or something? He's laying in bed and he's talking to Mac, and they yeah. have like a moment of sincerity oh, yeah, yeah. between yeah. them, and you can kind of see him not, you know, he's he's not out of character a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you though. <laughs> no, what, no, you're what, fine. You're fine. What you're were fine. you talking about? I forget what I was talking about. Uh, you were um, talking about the interview with Lynch and Green. Oh yeah, it's just it's just really great though. He talks about how like this, this the whole character is it's an amalgamation of of. You know, lots of stuff. I mean, he's been doing this character for 10 years. First time we saw it, we thought it was funny because we thought it was real because he showed up on Detroit newscasts. Oh, there's Royal, used, Royal Oak. There's Royal Oak. There's Detroit yeah. with the Baphomet statue. <laughs> like, there's a bunch of stuff. We're like, is this guy local? He's nope. not. He's from a, he's from Pennsylvania, I think. But Notice like, me, senpai. Notice <laughs> me. <laughs> and all of that is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've known of him for a long time. And this is kind of where I was going back to before. We never knew that the weird Notice Me Senpai guy was directing some of our favorite bands' music videos. Yeah, time. yeah. It's, it's a weird like thing. Um, what I was saying before uh, was this movie isn't about. It's a horror movie. It has all the uh, all the genre tropes that we that we love in these kind of movies. Yeah. But it's not like it's not a gore movie. It's not a splatter fest. It's not. It's not any of those kind of things. It's weirdly a movie about friendship. Mm-hmm. It's about a guy that just wants friends. Yeah. And it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't, I'm not going to say that it's a family movie because there's tons of cursing. I will say I could have done without like, I could have done with like 35% less cursing in this movie. I felt like it got a little bit obnoxious sometimes. To me, I was, I was, I've been watching those weird gamer guy videos for so long where he doesn't swear in them. Yeah. Uh, that when he actually started swearing in this movie i thought it was hilarious oh it was <laughs> like, but i felt like it, it kind of overstayed a little bit like yeah it was, just, it was like, like 35 percent too yeah much. yeah just for scale sure scale it back a little bit yeah 
Um, but yeah, like I just, I just love the fact that the movie is, is very sweet at its core. It's just about a guy that wants to be loved. The guy that wants friends. Yeah. And I love, he gets offered, uh, one of the things that Andrew, ba- sorry, I'm going to cut you off. No, no, no. One of the things that Andrew Bowser said in the movie crypt, um, interview is that a lot of reviewers and people online or whatever are calling it like a neckbeard incel movie. And what? he's like, I've never, he's like, he's like, the character never once is like, oh, I wanted this girl, but she doesn't want me, and yada, yada, yeah, yada. that's he's crazy. Like, he gets presented with the girl of his dreams and turns it down and just goes, I want to be with my friends. Like, that's yeah. the movie. Like, it's, it doesn't make any sense that people. That's weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. I think that, I think that just be, because he is the, he's the stereotypical uh, like image of a, of a, of a, that kind of neck neck beard well of nerd m'lady yeah. kind of dude but that's not really i that 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 bothers that's me not because incel. that's not yeah yeah like that's uh, no i i don't know that's not um that's yeah just I don't, a, that's I don't, just a nerdy dude that's right. all that's all it is nothing wrong with that right like if if anything those guys like those 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 types of guys uh they're the memes about them are always talking about how they're treating women with the kind of respect that a that a like a lord would treat a lady, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not they're tipping their caps and they're saying, you know, good day my lady and stuff like that. They're not they're not bashing women because they won't be with them. They're they're trying to use their prowess to prowess. Yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> what what they see as prowess is like Trying to, they're just trying to woo people. They're trying to woo that's people. It. Like that's, that's it. that doesn't come across as incel well, to me. That's, some people seem to think so, and they're wrong. Well, some yeah. people are idiots. Um, um but like yeah. I loved, I loved when he showed up at Bartok's mansion, and the five of them walk up. I loved how, yeah, he's he's a very kind of outcast character. He's uh, he's out there, and he's got a like a really unique personality but nobody made fun of him and mac instantly they all noticed him senpai (laughs) (laughs) and mac instantly like she's takes a liking to him yeah she's just like she's like what's your name and he's like marcus and and he says but i i would really like it if i or i really like it when my friends call me onyx the fortuitous he didn't say friends because he didn't have friends he goes i really appreciate it if you called me onyx Onyx the fortuitous. And she just says, okay, Onyx. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she's just like, yeah, all right. Yep. Cool. And for the rest of the movie, that's all there is to it. Like yeah. he's just Onyx to her. Yeah. And that's it. This whole group of it's people, great. they're all very different, but they all accept each other right like away. Mr. It was a, it was really cool. Mr. Duke just wants to learn everything. So he's willing to like break the rules a little bit to learn more about what Bartok is teaching and this and that. And there's there's a whole sub story. Well, not sub story. The whole story is like it's not what everybody thinks it is. Bartok is actually using these people to get what he wants and yada, yada. And it's just, it's just a, it's a great story though. But the backbone of the story, the meat of it is, it's not about the genre aspects. It's not about the special effects. It's, it's literally just about the, the characters. And yeah. that to me is ridiculously impressive for a first time filmmaker making a movie that has a shell of, well, most first-time filmmakers will exploit, but he uses that as a shell for a movie with heart. 
Yeah. It's that's ridiculously impressive. Yeah. I know that he's not this isn't his first movie. He like Andrew Bowser's made other movies. Sure, yeah. Um and I actually really want to watch them. I had no idea that he had done so much before this. I, I really either. I really didn't. I didn't either. He's a feature length movie called Worm that was shot with a GoPro. The whole movie was shot with a GoPro and I think it's actually like like weirdly like for like weirdly what's what's the, the view where the camera's facing you? Uh, that would be th- third. Third person, wouldn't it? No, third person. Well, if a, I no. mean, third person's like over the shoulder. No, First well, third, well, view. third, third person is if somebody is looking at another person and you're seeing it from their point of view. Okay, well, it's that view, whatever, whatever that view is. Sure. That that's what it is. It's a whole hour and a half long movie shot with a GoPro, and that's it. Hmm. He's in another movie that's in post-production right now he's already working on. He did another movie that's like about cryptids. He's done He's done a ton, ton, ton of stuff, not yeah. to mention all of his short work that he's done. So, like, he knows what he's doing, and it shows. Yeah. Uh, I want this movie to be franchised out like crazy. I, I want to see Onyx in everything. That's just my opinion, but I think he's a great character. I think it works. I think that that Andrew Bowser has such a good grasp on the character after so many years of playing him. And it's just, it's perfect. Just my, just, just my opinion. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. I, uh, I, I really don't have, I don't, (laughs) I, I go back on what I said before about this being too much of Marcus Trillberry. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I just liked it. I, 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 if it was, I was worried that they were going to go in and they were just going to focus too much on his character and it was just going to be him the whole time, just fucking, you know, like... It, but they did such a good job of of uh, developing all the other characters that I... I and 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 following those characters' stories and stuff that I... I, uh, I don't know. I just... I yeah. think it was the perfect balance, you know? I, I think too like there's the the care they, they they add a lot of stuff into like there's certain character quirks that I love like Marcus he's running through it's a it's a really serious scene he's running through the hall or the the in between the walls of the of the mansion and he seems to be the only one that runs into cobwebs and he's just like there's so many fucking cobwebs <laughs> like it's so what? funny oh god why are they all at mouth level. It's so stupid, but it's so funny. It's yep. so genuine for the character. Uh, I love that so much. I he gets um, every each character in the movie uh, gets designated with a certain character type. Like there's the witch, there's the werewolf, there's the queen, the queen, the Viking, and the, the Viking, and then Marcus is uh, the virgin. Yeah, and then like they all go to bed or they they dream. They wake up in the morning and they, they have these dreams. Where, like I was this, I was this, and he wakes up. And he's just like. Oh, cool. I jumped. I didn't fuck anyone last night. <laughs> I, was, I was dying. I was dying so much. It was so funny. And maybe that's where the incel thing comes from. Like a line like that. They can be like, see, incel. I dreamed. I didn't fuck anyone. Like, fuck you. But it, that's, it's not, not, that's not what that means. That's not what that means. No. He was feeling insecure about the fact that he was the only person who was not only exactly. a virgin, exactly. but also not having uh prophetic dreams that's not incel shit that's just yeah i don't like you're reading too much into it you know there's that point it's yeah it's just that's just dumb that's That's what you're taking from it that's just people grasping at straws as far as i'm concerned a couple other points i want to i want to touch on before we wrap up here yeah um 
apparently the magic words of the magic incantation is the same incantation from Child's Play. <laughs> Give me the power, I beg of you. It's the same thing. Yeah, same I thing. I love that. That's awesome. Love that. I love the fact that when uh, each character goes to see Bartok um, separately and they get their soul sucked out, only Onyx can see their true like zombified their, state their ghoul self they look like cartoon versions of a beetlejuice movie. it was so good it's so good yeah. <laughs> I oh loved i loved it. it so much it's, it's a it's a choice they made and it works yeah and i loved that Absolutely. loved it loved it and then the last bit that i'm going to say <laughs> meatloaf mixed with chippendale fan fiction is maybe the greatest thing that i've ever seen put celluloid yeah Hundred percent. I'm not gonna I'm, watch the movie. I'm not gonna give you more than that. Just do it. Touch your gadget, and that's all there is. To, like, it's the best. Yeah. It's the fucking best. I love it so much. Oh, they really like. They really let that scene breathe. Breathe for a long time <laughs> yeah, too. <laughs> like it went on for a while, and oh. I was. I and it didn't bother me. You know, like I didn't. I didn't. No, because didn't you, as my, a young man, also had a crush on gadget. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't think that you could grow up in the 90s and not have a crush on Gadget. No, they made they made it. And also, I don't think you could grow up in the 90s and not be fascinated by that meatloaf video. No, of course not. Um, of course not. That's just that's just the way it is. I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> And then add on add on top of that that Pharaoh was looking oh pretty like, nice well, in that yeah, scene like a gadgety snack. <laughs> um, did you notice at the very end of the movie? Obviously, the end of the movie it's a total playoff Beetlejuice, which is one of Andrew Bowser's favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, they wanted to get the original song from Beetlejuice that they float up and dance to at the very end. You know. Yeah. Um, I for, I forget the name of that song, but. Uh, okay, I believe you. Yeah. yeah. So the the guy that was um, scoring, I think it was scoring the movie. He was like, "What if we just did a that version of Meatloaf?" Oh yeah. And that's what they did. Yeah. So that's why that song sounds the way that it sounds. It was the Beetlejuice version of Meatloaf for the end scene. Oh, that's cool. Genius. Yeah. Absolutely genius. Um, I need every holiday movie for Onyx. I need every in between <laughs> holiday movie for Onyx. I need every everything that you can give me. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I will. I will also continue watching. Take a I... baseball movie with Onyx. That would be. I'm gonna go up to the front plate. I'm gonna hit the ball. It's gonna go way <laughs> downtown. I'm gonna hit it more than ever. Like, I, yeah, I need that. I, I I need it all. He's my. He might be my favorite new age comedic, like, earnest type character. I don't know. I love it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so good. Did you expect it to be as good as it was? Uh, no. I didn't either. No, I like I said, I was, I was. I had my worries about it being too much onyx. Yep. And those were those worries were quelled because 
they were, there was so many other good characters. And it was it was well And made. also it was just like it was shot really well and the movie like, looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks amazing. Holy and shit. They the the practical effects were awesome. The budget of this movie, there was a Kickstarter thing, right? They yeah. raised like six hundred and I, I think I have the number down here somewhere. It was like six hundred and six hundred and ten thousand four hundred and sixty seven dollars is what they raised on Kickstarter. Really? That's it. That's crazy. Under a million dollars. That's crazy. I don't know what was added on top of that. There might have been more on top of that, but still. Like, for this movie to look as good as it did, the DP of this movie deserves an Oscar. Yeah. For for lower budget filmmaking. Because it's gorgeous, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It looks really good. Man. Uh, Yeah. I love this movie. I thought, so I, I thought I'm so great. happy you did. I thought I was going to be alone. I thought you were going to hate it. No, I, I really did. No, I had a great time. I actually had some good laughs and and like like we were talking about earlier, there was some heartfelt shit. And, yep. uh, I feel like too, even if you even if all the jokes didn't land with you, you you didn't hate the jokes, and you and it and it still felt good. Yeah. Like even if you're not laughing out loud, it was still like a good thing to watch. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. And I've always, I've, I don't know. I've always, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I've always loved all of the weird gamer guy videos. Yeah, I've always thought they were brilliant. And I, and my only was, my only worry was that taking that and extending it into a full length movie was going to be too much of it, and it wasn't. The biggest shame is that Jim Varney's dead. Could have done a crossover. The the battle of I don't know versus you know what I mean, Vern. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, Vern. You know what I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, great. man. Uh, fun, fun, super That's fun it. movie. That's we uh, we watched it on Screenbox. You can get a free seven day trial of of Screenbox, and after yep. that, it's four ninety nine a month. So That's it. Shit, man. Just, just get it. Just get it. Watch. I started um, watching the Clue documentary today. Oh, did you? Yeah. How is it? It's great so yeah. far. I gotta jump on that. Uh, hey, man, it's uh, just it's worth it. Go it, at the very least, go get your free trial and watch yeah. this movie, yeah, and absolutely. then and then you'll have seven days to lot, watch whatever you want on Screenbox. It's a and lot Screenbox longer. Screenbox got a lot of shit, so check it out. It's a lot longer than I expected. It's an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah, that's a longer movie than I would have ever expected for a full length Onyx movie. Yeah. So yeah, you get what you pay for, get which is for. nothing. Absolutely so go rent nothing. It. Go rent it. All right, James. That's uh, it. Uh, next week. Next week, are we doing... Are Terrifier 2? We're going to finish, finish up our uh, Terrifier retrospective, restospective and then, uh, for now. For un- now. Until... And then I think we're full into Christmas at this point. A couple of weeks of Christmas movies. I like that. That's uh, that's where we're at. I like so. that a lot. Yeah. So. And then after Christmas, uh, we go back into doing the, uh, the picks for the month. I've decided the new year means... At least a couple months until summer, we're going to do month-ahead picks. I new, mentioned this a couple weeks ago. New year, but, but new us. Well, it's not new us. It's kind of like old, but new apparatus. New year, new <laughs> apparatus. <laughs> That's what my mom always used to say, and I never understood what she what she was talking about. Your dad does. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Where do you think uh, his limp came from? <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back next week. If you want to find us before then, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on X at the Buzzed Kill PC. Uh, your 
Let's see, your uh, your homework for this week. Go find your local Satanist. Go to your local Satanist community and be like, hey, these guys love Satan. He's a cool guy. That's he's, an all, he's an all right feller. He's a good, he's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do exactly that. And then uh, come back, listen to every single one of our episodes three times, and Ooh, please do. That helps the algorithm. Yeah. And here's the thing: okay, we don't we don't often pander. And if you're already if you're listening to it this far, if you like the episodes, comment on comment and like and share wherever it is you're listening to it from. It it helps. Like we uh, we could use the help in that department lately. Yeah. So please do. Get it out to people. We need a Tell lot them of, why you like it. We need a lot of help in a lot of departments. This yeah. is one that you can actually have an effect on. Yes, so. yes. So However, in those other departments, we got the blue pill. So yeah. we're good to go on that. Well, blue chew. <laughs> well, it's his. a good sponsor. We should get that. Oh, blue chew. <laughs> I'm going to reach out. I'm going to reach out to him. We're just going to take a bunch of it and then play swords. That's all. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Little, little tummy sticks. <laughs> Little little uh, little lightsaber fight. That's it. Yeah, I like it. Luke, All right, they call me Luke Skywanker. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to come up with a good one, and I just can't. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next uh, week. Cheers, Michael. James, have a good night. Cheers, sir. Adios. Bye.